0: Vodka, 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 O'Clock. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Vodka O'Clock podcast from AmberUnmasked.com. I'm Amber Love. Don't forget, we are labeled as an explicit website and podcast, so if you're easily offended or under 18, you should probably go away, and um, you don't have to be drinking to listen to Vodka O'Clock, but we are a lot funnier if you do. Um, so, joining me today to celebrate my second vodkaversary is Andy Parks. Welcome back.
1: Hello, dear. It's nice to be with you.
0: Yeah. So, two years of the show. Is that right? Yeah. Amazing. Can you believe it?
1: How many ounces of vodka? Is there any guess?
0: Oh, I really I have not tallied <laughs> that. <laughs> well, for a while there, I was recording like Saturday mornings, so I would drink coffee. Oh, yeah. Um, or Tuesday nights, and I don't normally drink during the week. But... um then like changing jobs and everything got all crazy and so now i'm i'm like on a regular strict schedule right. and try to try to save my drinking for the weekends and um i am partaking in a very delicious cocktail yes
1: we need to hear about this
0: yes so i went down to my kitchen and rummaged around just to see what ingredients i had because it's it's actually it, it's it's april so it's like it's cold and rainy and miserable and it's not at all warm and nice yet mm-hmm um but i felt like having a little spring type of drink so i grabbed the blender and i found some peach Hagandas sorbet in the freezer wow so it was like a maybe like a third of a container of that and a half a banana some malibu rum which is coconut flavor mm-hmm. and a new brand that i'm trying zombie apocalypse vodka and it is very good so I thought it was just going to be like a gimmick thing, right? but very, very
1: good. Is that, that's not flavored vodka.
0: No, it's just plain. Mm. And it's from New York. And I really just sort of expected it to be all about the label, you know, with the zombies right. on it and stuff. But I was surprised that it was very smooth mm. and really good. So threw it all in the blender, topped it with whipped cream and some yellow uh, sugar. And it's delicious.
1: I have seen a photo and it's it's very lovely. Very yes. very good. It, it makes so, my little. I'm having basically lime juice, a little agave, and some vodka I pulled from the freezer, and it. I thought it was good. delightful when I made it, but then you told me what you were having. And now I feel kind of lame.
0: Yeah, well, you, that would be really good though if you just you know just garnish it with like some mint leaves or something. Yeah. Got all fancy.
1: We, yeah. yeah, and now, I mean, these days you would do like a parsley. Yeah. You'd have something wacky. like I was just in. Uh, Vegas, and I went back, I've been twice now to Gordon Ramsay's Burger Place. Do you okay. Do you watch chef shows? Do you know about this guy?
0: I, yeah, yeah, I know yeah. about him very much, yeah.
1: He's the hunky British guy who takes his shirt off at every occasion. What? Yeah, in every show. he. have
0: never seen him take his yeah, shirt off. Oh, come
1: on. You remember, he had a show called the, I
0: used to watch Kitchen Nightmares all the yeah, time. Yeah, so he
1: would always like, I mean, it's not real obvious, but he'd be in the back room and he'd be like he, put, putting on his chef's coat.
0: Putting on his yeah. his jacket, yeah, just so you chef. could That's see true. the chest. He did have that sort of Simon Cowell thing going. Because
1: he was once a fatty, I guess. And so now they get in shape. Oh. He can't wait to show you his chest. Um, if I ever lose a bunch of weight, don't let me start showing my chest, all right?
0: <laughs> <laughs> only only for me.
1: <laughs> Nobody needs the bear show. Here. <laughs> so anyway, he's got an amazing drink. It's kind of like a margarita, but of course it can't just be a margarita. It has to have jalapeno Perfect. and parsley and, you know, kind of farm to table bullshit in it and I, I shouldn't make fun because it's delightful but that's very typical modern named mixology you have to throw in some wacky stuff
0: yeah yeah I am relatively cheap so mm-hmm. um, if I'm going to spend a good amount of money on the booze part then you know it's, there's not too much fancy like agave is like seven dollars a bottle but it lasts me a while Right. so um, you know that's kind of expensive, yeah. but I, you know, that's my thing about when people talk about beer because I used to drink beer and now I've just haven't been. I've just been really into other stuff, mm-hmm. really, into, really into the the bourbons and and vodka lately. Right. So, but beer, I mean, cheap beer is disgusting.
1: Yeah, I imagine. Did you know and I never drink beer?
0: No, yeah, I, I figured you I, had I never learned to
1: like it point. at all. Yeah.
0: Yeah, no, it can. I mean, there's good stuff and there's bad stuff, and that's the thing. Like, I would rather have one pint that maybe costs eight dollars and is a really good quality that I enjoy, versus these people that drink these two dollar drafts that are swill.
1: Right, right.
0: You know, like why? You know, what's the? If you're putting down six or seven of those things, who cares?
1: So most of the vodka you drink, are you familiar with uh, Svedka? Mm-hmm. That's like. You know, I'm a poor writer, so that's usually what I buy. That's what I have in the freezer. It's either that or the Kirkland, which is from Costco. Oh, I
0: haven't. I don't think I've had that. Still, the Svetka I had was a flavored one, and I wasn't crazy oh, about okay.
1: it. Well, I was wondering how the vodka you usually buy compares to Svetka, but it doesn't sound like you've had their plain one.
0: I don't think I've had their plain
1: yeah. one. Well, keep it in the freezer, and it's drinkable. That's That's my opinion.
0: Yeah, that's very important. The flavored stuff that I like is Van Gogh Vodka.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah.
0: And I, I follow them on Twitter for that reason. Mm-hmm. Um, they have some weird flavors that I would not try, but the flavors that I love are amazing. Like this afternoon I had one of the uh, like real simple things to throw together is their dark chocolate vodka vodka. Oh, with orange juice, God, and yeah. I threw in I threw in some triple sec, because chocolate and orange goes really well together. Yeah. It's disgusting looking, like if you're all about visual appeal. Mm-hmm. I know when people, especially like in the martini glasses, you like stuff to look foofy and pretty and everything. Right. Well, right. The, their dark chocolate vodka is really dark brown. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't look good mixed with orange juice, but it is delicious. Right. It's so, so good. And then they have a Dutch chocolate, which is clear. So... Oh. You know, so it's a little bit different. But I like the dark.
1: Have you tried the – um, I had that wedding cake vodka once. Is that what it's called? Oh, that's disgusting. Oh, it's really bad.
0: Yeah, that's just absolutely wretched. It has it? Anything – that that pinnacle line? Yeah. Oh, God, they're disgusting.
1: Really, yeah. And I, I bought it for this, you know, a lady. I was going to stay at their house, and I thought, well, she doesn't really drink. she like And she never drinks, and she thought it was horrible. It was too sweet for her.
0: Wow. Yeah, I bought some for my father and it was really terrible. Mm-hmm. I can't remember which flavor it was, but it was, I don't know, whipped strawberry or something. Oh,
1: I don't know. God. Gross.
0: I mean, it's. I'd much rather get a good quality plain something and then throw shit in a blender.
1: Yeah, right. I agree.
0: Um, it's just. But Van Gogh's is, is, is really a, a solid quality. Um, they have a black cherry mm. that's very, very good. Um, And, of course, that goes well with a lot of things.
1: Right, right. At this time of year, well, I've been buying rye lately. I never – I really never was a big guy, oh, I can't have bourbon. I have to have rye or I have to have bourbon and not rye and all that. But I bought a bottle of bullet bourbon and a bottle of uh, good rye Templeton recently and compared them so I could really get – start to appreciate the differences. And now I I will – sip a little rye at night, or I'll make the wife and I an old-fashioned at night. And those are Mm -hmm. good. And then this year I get passionate about Mai Tais, and I start making a lot of Mai Tais.
0: I don't think I've ever even had one. Oh, really? Yeah. Great.
1: I try to make the Trader Vic's recipe, and it's two kinds of rum, lime juice, um, a little orange. Okay, I have to confess. I don't know how to say this. Is it Kurosawa? Kurosawa?
0: Uh, I have no yeah. idea. You know, there's cur- blue and Morocco? there's orange.
1: Right. I have, the blue. The blue. Exactly. The
0: cur- cur- I don't know. I say croco. So
1: there's the blue stuff, but it's orange, which is kind of like triple sec.
0: <clears throat> yeah, it tastes orangey. Yeah. For some reason, it's
1: blue. And then you have to um, buy this weird stuff called Orgiat, which is almondy. Oh. And it just takes a little bit of that, but it's delightful. It's kind of fruity and refreshing. It's good good for summer.
0: I do have um, remnants of a bottle of the bullet bourbon right here on my desk.
1: Mm, That's that's good stuff.
0: Um, But, yeah, I spent like over $100 at the liquor store the last time I went because that's what I do. Like I only go like every six months. Mm. And I got a bottle of absinthe I was very happy with. Oh, nice. And I know you said that you don't like it. Yeah, I've
1: had a half bottle, well, probably more than that, probably three-quarters bottle sitting in my basement for, I don't know, eight or nine years since the wife and I tried it.
0: You have to really like it because it's so strong.
1: Right. Now I forget. I asked you and I don't remember what you said. Do you do the spoon sugar, all that stuff?
0: Yeah, you're supposed to. Oh. I I haven't um here because we didn't have sugar cubes the day I brought the stuff home. <laughs> 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 um, and the last uh, steampunk event that I went to, the bar didn't have sugar cubes. They just have packets of sugar. Oh cubes. yeah. So you know you just you make do with what you right. have. Right.
1: But you you sometimes drink it without the sugar, just go straight.
0: No, no, I've so always it had it with the, the sugar. Okay. Yeah, the one time that I was at a party, and it was homemade absinthe. Ooh. And it was amazing. It was the best stuff I ever had. Really. And the guy we did the whole sugar cube ritual, and it was it was so delicious, yes. so unbelievably good. But you have to, you really do have to like that taste. Right. And is, I get, Sambuca is the same sort of thing. You have to really like right, that taste. Right.
1: Yeah, so that's what and, I yeah, – God, I wish I could go to the Laker store every six months. That would be amazing. I feel so ashamed. I bought a bottle of bourbon and a bottle of rye and, like, I don't know, a week and a half later, I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? These are almost gone. But, <laughs> now, there's two of us, but still, it's not, it's not good. It's not healthy.
0: Well, that's when I was when I was when I had less income, I was drinking more. <laughs> yeah, right.
1: Well, you're good. You don't drink during the week. And yeah,
0: I try to. I try not to drink.
1: During the and week. I have a drink every day, pretty much. You know, at least one. At least one at night.
0: It's yeah, it's pretty rare. And if you follow me on Twitter at Elizabeth Amber, then you'll actually catch the the rare occasions when I will be like, "That's it. I've had enough of this day," <laughs> and I will have like a drink on a Wednesday. But that's it's not. And those are true. fun for all of us. Yes <laughs> um t- but the only but the so- only discipline
1: I have is I will not drink while I'm still writing.
0: I think I write better do
1: you mm-hmm. well, I've learned i can't i just I lose my focus and it just um I even tried the other night I had had a drink, and I had what I consider the monkey work part of writing, like I go through and I write the outline and then I do a page by page synopsis. And then I write the dialogue. And then the final step is what I call the monkey work where you're kind of breaking it into panels and you're writing the panel descriptions and stuff. And that's the phase where sometimes I will let a movie play in the background or okay, whatever. I don't feel like that needs as much.
0: Focus. Because the thought process is already right. done. Yeah. I'm not having
1: to get inside a character's head every minute and so mm-hmm.
0: on.
1: So I'd had a one or two and I thought, well, I'll do some of that. And it was taking me four times as long as it should have because I was – fucking up words all the time and I was drifting in it and I was like this is silly. So, I'm just
0: How is your typing? Because I am a lousy typist. Oh
1: really? I'm good. I don't do the traditional. I I'm so old that when I went to high school, we actually learned typing.
0: Yeah, I I learned typing. Um, I got I actually had to drop typing cuz it was lowering my GPA. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I better get the hell out right. of here before grades come in. So
1: I know where my fingers should go, but I don't really do it. My fingers that's, hover that's, in this that's, kind of unique uh, yeah. position. Yeah, I, I know the
0: home row, and I—I I, my fingers are really short, so I shift incorrectly. Right. Um, and I'm and I'm lousy, and I don't think the alcohol improves or gets it yeah, better. Yeah,
1: sure. Well, I ca- I can oh. type really fast, but. I'm not no peak. Like, I'm kind of glancing down.
0: Yeah, that's actually what annoys me about my keyboard at the moment. Like, I don't have a fancy backlit keyboard, and I dream of having one someday. Yeah, I have
1: one, and I love it. And it's a Logitech, and it's backlit, and it's, uh, I don't know, it's yeah. not a big deal, but it's wireless.
0: Yeah, yeah. that sounds really like cool. nice. And you just
1: kind of put your hand, you know, gently press something or put your hand on it or move it a little, and it lights up. It's cool. And I can have the lights out in the studio and do a little work at night.
0: Yeah, that's nice. See, I have (laughs) all these lights shining on me because my keyboard's black, Mm -hmm. and it's in one of these, um, the the, the thing that slides out from under the desk, and it doesn't quite come out enough all the way. So it's really dark, and I need to be able to see it, and it drives me
1: crazy. How's your, this may not be fascinating, and you can cut it, I guess. How's your computer situation? You were having a lot of drama.
0: Yeah, well, that was Skype drama. Okay. Like my computer is still very, very old, and if anybody's hearing background noise, it's because my computer fans. There's like five fans in there, <laughs> and I replaced one, but they're all going. They're all kind of shot, so it sounds like a freaking airplane in right. here sometimes. Um, but Skype had an up- Windows or Microsoft. Microsoft bought Skype,
1: mm-hmm. and
0: everything went to hell. Oh. So uh, a lot of people ask me about starting a podcast. So since we're celebrating the two-year anniversary here, um, Podcasting 101 that I do is really cheap, um, relatively cheap anyway. Like some people will have these fancy studios and setups and stuff. I don't have that. Mm. Um, by all means, if you want to buy me one, right. uh, um, I have like a $40 headset. And I use the cheap paid version of Skype so that I can dial phone numbers. Oh. If somebody doesn't have a Skype user account, I can dial their phone. Oh, okay. And I use software called Pamela, which was like $35.
1: What's that? And then Is that the, the editing part?
0: That's the recording part. Okay. Because Skype does not have built-in recording. Why? I don't know. It seems like something that's a given. Yeah, it right. just seems like that should be there. Um, But they're just a voice over IP, so whatever. Mm -hmm. And now Microsoft owns them. So uh, they changed what's called API, and none of the third-party interaction that they, you know, granted people the ability to do would work anymore. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And I had to find a an old version of Skype. Oh. That's the thing. Never update Skype. (laughs) 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 And I so I you know went through the different helps files and stuff and eventually was emailed a link for an old version uh-huh. and downloaded an old one and huh. it got and it got working again and then the editing software is called Audacity and that's free. Oh, I did so, use
1: that in the past. Yeah, I know about that.
0: Yeah, so that's if Audacity recorded, then that would be you know take out one step. Right. So it's it's a little crazy that you have to use three programs just to yeah. record something.
1: Especially, I mean, there's so many podcasts now. You would think somebody would make a little. Sweet yeah, things think. that would just do, yeah. That would
0: just do it, yeah.
1: yeah. Huh? So what's got like I'm using? I just looked. I'm version six point one four. Is that that's a bad version? That's that's old. Oh, it is. Yeah. Okay.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Huh.
0: What am I on? So I, uh, yeah, I'm on the same one, six point one four. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think it's it was on I don't know, eleven or something. So crazy. I must have.
1: I don't have automatic updating enabled, Upties. and I need to not do that. yourself. <laughs> yeah. Don't. Okay. All right.
0: Um, but I, you know, when I had, I tried getting, um, a nice little mixing board thing and it had a microphone, a nice standalone mic and I sounded really, really good on it, mm-hmm. but I couldn't resolve, I had these crazy feedback issues oh. and I don't know what the hell it was. And my speakers were turned off and I would wear the headset just to hear, but use the mic for the standalone mic. And I just could not resolve this crazy, crazy feedback. And I'm like, well, I guess I will just go back to sounding a little less good. Right. right. <laughs> and, and have it work.
1: Right. Well, so, you still sound uh, lovely as far as I can tell.
0: Thank you so much. So I'm glad that my four-year degree of broadcast journalism right. has brought me to free <laughs> podcasting. <Right.
1: laughs>
0: um, yeah. Yeah, that was a degree that I really couldn't do anything else with.
1: So. Right. Well, I st- I don't have a degree, and I sometimes wish I had gotten one because, like, my wife is a professor, and it would be easier for me to do adjunct teaching every now and then if I had a degree, if I don't have you one, so it's degree. a big pain in the ass. Yeah. yeah. But I just didn't know what the hell I was doing at college. I was bouncing between art and English and not understanding I, what I would do with either, and finally I said, I think I'm going to work at Pizza and try to make comics. And so.
0: Yeah. Well, that's why I didn't go to art school.
1: Right.
0: Because I didn't think I'd ever make any kind of money.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I didn't think there were jobs, basically. Right. And back then, nothing. There was, like, people didn't really... Only only super rich people had computers in their homes. So right. it wasn't, you know... It, it wasn't like that was even thought of at the time. Right. I mean, when I... We got, like the first computer at my department in college to lay out the yearbook because it had all been done by hand to like there. (laughs) And that was when I had to learn how to use a a Mac again, because for some reason Macs are in schools. So like my, my high school newspaper, we had a Macintosh and then college we finally, you know, we got like a single Macintosh Mm -hmm. and uh, it's so depressing. So depressing. Something
1: recently, I've, I don't. God knows what we spent on our first computer. This would have been like 91, 92
0: thousands and thousands. Yeah, of dollars. it might have
1: been close to two grand. And then I had to buy a modem. And I remember, you know, the dial up yeah. Prodigy service, and it was so.
0: Yeah, like, I used to use Prodigy. Oh I've, I've been through them all.
1: So pathetic. But it was so exciting at the time.
0: And you know, and now look where we are. Um, now our phones, our phones do everything. Yeah, it's
1: amazing. I was just, I was talking to my father-in-law, who's 82 or three, something like that, about what we have at our fingertips all the time, you know, the information we have that we can just pull out of our pocket at any moment is so mind-blowing compared to what he grew up with.
0: Right. Like, I don't know anybody's phone numbers anymore.
1: (laughs) Yeah, right.
0: (laughs) I know my house phone number. Right. And that is it. I remember my phone number from when I was a kid. Mm Mm-hmm. When I was like 10 years old, but I don't know my, I, I don't know anybody's phone numbers anymore because it's just like, no, there's a contact list. Right. Why would I need to know that? I, and then things like a hurricane come through and you're worried about not having power to turn on your phone to get to your contact right. list.
1: This is very tangential and I apologize, but I was at a public library in Kansas City a couple of years ago. I go to public libraries to work sometimes if I need to get out of the house. I'll be doing that a lot in the summer coming up because my whole fucking family will be home. <laughs> and, <laughs>
0: I support that. We have yeah. a really pretty life It's not here.
1: my house. All of a sudden, and I get all babyish and like, hey, I can't work. Hey. So I found myself in the public library and my writing wasn't going very well. So I was like, I'm gonna, I don't know. I'm going to go look at phone books. And I got it. Uh,
0: so you were going to yeah, so look at phone books? Yeah.
1: So I was going to look at phone books from like when Indeed. I was a kid. Okay. And flip through and look at the businesses. And then I thought, oh, I'm going to get the white pages. I'm going to look at our old number. And I've, I saw my household's listing in like, you know, when I was eight, nine years old, whatever. And I I got really emotional. I got kind of choked up about it and I couldn't really figure out why. I think it's just because of that inherent thing. I think most of us have that, you know, there's some kind of innocence lost aspect of growing up, no matter how happy, happy you are. I think there's some sense that something is lost when your childhood is over. And for me, when I was eight or nine, my parents were still married and I thought we had a perfect little family. I didn't know all the shit that was going on and eventually they would not be married and so on. So yeah, I was like looking at a window through to this little eight or nine year old boy who still thought his world was so perfect. And was it? And it really kind of choked me up. It was an, it was an interesting thing.
0: It is. And, um, I was just, when I was at my day job, I was dealing with a customer who was telling me that his phone was analog. Mm -hmm. And, um you know and it, what was so bizarre was that an hour prior to that I was talking with a coworker about how we remembered phone rotary phones. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, yeah, and they were like, you know, 10 pounds right. and you like if you could club somebody over the head, you really like gave them a concussion. <laughs> and you know, all the good old days.
1: I still have one uh-huh. for kicks. I don't have it hooked up anymore. Um I did have it hooked up. But I have a rotary phone from the I think late 40s from Canada, but it looks just like the ones we had with the big
0: I know we had one that was definitely the avocado green color. Oh, yeah, I, yeah. I think the other one was just like a tan yeah. beige or something. Yeah, that avocado green, man, our kitchen, our whole kitchen was that color.
1: And you know what? Those analog phones sounded good.
0: Oh, yeah. There's no, and, there I was mean, never
1: any, I, can't, I can't, you know, you're driving on your cell and you can't fucking hear a thing. Yeah,
0: voice over IP <laughs> is terrible quality. Like, I'm sorry, I know it's convenient and it's like all the rage and stuff, but voice over IP is just yeah. so good. ugh. good. And speakerphone and Bluetooth. People go crazy about Bluetooth. I have Bluetooth in my car, and I'm just like, please don't call me when I'm driving. Like, forget it. I have this whole thing, and it comes to the speakers, and you can't hear me when I'm talking. like, no, forget it. I'm too – no. (laughs) Like, it's – again, I don't understand why Bluetooth is, like, the greatest thing ever, because it's terrible. Yes,
1: yeah. Although I have to say, I listen to you and other people with podcasts, or I listen to Sirius Radio, When I'm on my walks, my dog and I just about every weekday walk about 2.8 miles together. And I love my little um, earbud. They're not earbuds, but they're not quite phones either. They're just a Bluetooth little thing that wraps around my head. So, you know, I can still wear a fedora if I need to. (laughs) Of
0: course. (laughs) It's very important.
1: But I love that thing. I love that there's no wire. And except for when I turn to the left to pick up the dog poop, it, it works really well. (laughs)
0: <laughs> and so we were talking about you going to the library to write, mm-hmm. and your, your, some of your writing process with panel breakdowns and stuff. Yeah, right. And you've got some like a couple really big things going on this this spring, mm-hmm. or at least this year,
1: yeah.
0: um, that I wanted to make sure that people still heard about. Um, because while you were off for like a month <laughs> having a good time, I'm not kidding. Every week it was a different thing. You know.
1: Sorry, I'm in Dallas. Uh, I'm in Vegas. I'm in Vegas again.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, so while you were gone, I was paying attention mm-hmm. to, to Twitter, Thank and Oni Oni announced that, you know, uh, Dodd would be coming out, and what, you know, like, they, they announced, like, their titles for 2014 and what were we excited about. So, of course, I mentioned that that's what I was excited yeah, about. Yeah, right. Um, so if anybody's not heard of it, what is it?
1: It's a very odd thing to be excited about again, because I wrote the thing, like, five years ago. Um, yeah. But... You know, in that time, we went through an artist, and that didn't work out. And they found another artist, and then it's been done for a while. But I think it's it kind of exists in Hollywood, so they're you know, it's ideal for them not to put out a book, and then a year and a half have to put it out again because there might be a movie going on. Um, so they they just wanted to get the timing right. But basically, it's a it's a big graphic novel, one hundred and seventy pages or so, um, about a kidnapping in South America, and Ciudad mean city um, but the story is set in Ciudad del Este which is a weird lawless little triangle between three countries in South America um, and just every manner of crooked shit goes on there there's Hezbollah launders their money through there There, like every stolen car from Brazil gets cycled through here and put on a boat somewhere It's just crooks and drugs and bullshit going on at every corner. Um, so the story is about a guy whose job it is to extract hostages, to go in and get people back who've been kidnapped. And that doesn't mean necessarily going in and killing the bad guys. It means sometimes paying the fucking ransom and getting out. Um, and he goes to extract a young lady who's been kidnapped and his out gets fucked up. And so now he's trapped in Ciudad del Este, which is a horrible place to be, let alone be trapped Um with everybody trying to kill you, and he's got this hostage who he has to take care of, too. So that's what the story is.
0: See, it sounds like it would be, you know, like a Mark Wahlberg, Bruce Willis,
1: Jason Statham
0: kind of movie.
1: Um, Yeah, it's definitely a big, a very, like, it's the most action-y thing I've ever written. I mean, the goal was to have it just really hopping from page to page. Now, there are scenes of real character development. What happened? I mean, the arc of the thing is that our guy goes from having lost all contact with his own humanity to bonding with this girl. See, he's used to getting rid of the hostages in 24 hours, so he never gets to know them. And now he's stuck with this girl, and he does get to know her and begins to care about her, which is the first person he's cared about in a long time. So it's about his, it's about the reawakening of his humanity. So there are scenes of character development, but it's a lot of violence and a lot of action, more than anything else I've written by a long shot.
0: So how did the story come to you? Was this your idea, or did somebody present you the idea and say, here, write this?
1: Um, that's why it, it's really connected to Hollywood. Joe and Anthony Russo are Hollywood directors. Um, they made a couple features, but they're more known for TV. They worked on Arrested Development. They, a lot of people now know them from Community. They directed the pilot of Community, and then they directed, I don't know, maybe a third or a fourth of the episodes. Um and if you direct the pilot of a sitcom, you're involved in the ownership, you know, so if it goes to syndication you you can do very well for yourself um and they had this idea to do make an action movie, and at the time they they were making things like you me and Dupree, and they wanted to get away from that, and they wanted to get
0: vastly different, yeah
1: <laughs> they wanted to get back to their roots, which was more of a gritty actiony thing and this was how they were gonna prove they could do that, so what they did. They came up with this basic idea. They had the setting and the idea of a hostage extractor going down to to get a girl out. And they went to Oni Press and said, can we develop this with you guys together and then develop it as a movie and a comic book or graphic novel at the same time? So because I was Oni Press's kind of historical fiction researchy guy, they asked me and then I hooked up with the brothers and we kind of started to bash out the story. And because the brothers were had connections and they were willing to really get this right, we had amazing resources. Like I got on the phone with them, with a the guy who'd been in the CIA, who spent a lot of time down there. Um, and we learned a lot about the area. Now at one point that guy That's
0: said... That's really cool. Yeah,
1: it was neat. And at one point that guy said, so look, if you really want to get to know it, uh, Andy, you and me, will just go down there and uh, we'll spend like four days. And, and uh, we hung up the phone and I said to my wife that that's not going to happen. <laughs> people, I'm not going down there. So I talked to the brothers the next day. and said, just, you know, you got the wrong guy. If you need somebody to put your feet on the ground and see it out Dallas Day, And they said, no, no, it's okay. We can just talk about it on the phone. It's fine. Because they shot um, part of um, the Miami Vice movie. You know, the movie they did, I don't know, five years ago or whatever. Yeah. Part of that was set there. And they were going to do the climax there. It was going to be a big set piece.
0: That sounds dangerous. But
1: after yeah, after Jamie Fox was there for like a week, he said, "Fuck this! They kidnapped people down here. I'm getting this is bullshit. I'm getting <laughs> out of here." So, so they had to like rework the end of the movie. So anyway, uh we developed it, and it was kind of slow going. We worked on it for a year, year and a half, whatever, and then it got optioned by Paramount. And as soon as it get gets optioned, they want the script like right away. And we didn't have, we weren't close. So I said, look, we need to be in the same room for a couple days to bash this thing out so that we agree on the general outline and then you can go write the movie and I'll go write the book. So Paramount agreed to fly me out. And that was my first L.A. trip, which was exciting. Um, And I got to just sit down with the brothers for a couple days and we kind of bashed out enough of an outline that we were both comfortable. And then I went off and wrote the book and they eventually wrote the screenplay. So what's interesting is if it ever gets made as a movie, people are gonna see that the book and the movie are quite different. And some people might think, well this guy when he adapted the movie he was really he went off the deep end.
0: Well it's interesting because kick ass was done like that too. It was sort of done on two different paths. Yeah,
1: right, right.
0: You know, they were being made at the same time. Mm-hmm.
1: So it's gonna be interesting if people are exposed to both if the movie ever gets made. Now the the good news is that the brothers have gone on to get good jobs, including they directed the new Captain America movie. And they're still passionate about making See It Out, so there's hope that it will become a movie because they really want it to, and they have some clout right now. So fingers crossed. They're you know they're trying to find a star. There's a script and there's a budget, and there's a studio. Basically, they just they're trying to find the right star and so on.
0: That's awesome. And Oni does such great quality work. Yeah. Um, they're
1: very selective and they, they, yeah, they get things right. And they've been very, yeah. they've been very good to me.
0: They did. Well, that you published your other book, Capote in Kansas through them. I did
1: Union Station and Capote in Kansas.
0: And Union Station. Okay. Um, uh, one of my favorite books, when was it last year? The year before was, uh, shock, the great white shark story.
1: Oh, I don't. Know that. love,
0: yeah, I love that book. Um, it's a more a bit of a younger reader type type book, but it was beautiful. And I met the creator, and he was just like a super nice, intelligent guy to talk to oh, and cool. everything. Do you
1: remember the name?
0: Uh, sorry, uh, I put you on see. the spot. You did. <laughs> well, I have their website open. I was oh. just uh, his name is Matt, I think Matt Dombisi. Oh,
1: I don't yeah, know. I'll have to look that up.
0: Um, I, I think he's part of the like DC crowd of people. Uh-huh. Okay. Um. 'Cause I might have where did I meet him? Maybe Philly mm-hmm. or something. Um but they do Courtney Crumren, which is yeah, fun. I love that stuff. Uh Helheim, the new mm-hmm. uh Cullen Budd and Joel Jones book, which I haven't actually seen um, but a lot of people are talking about.
1: It's lovely. Yeah. I haven't is read it? it, but it's it's really pretty. It's okay. Cullen's always good, so I'm sure yeah.
0: yeah, and of course he does uh six gun. Yeah. So um Can I
1: tell you something? Gossipy that yeah. I probably shouldn't say in public. Connected to that, sure. Um, I found out like a year ago that Joelle Jones has blocked me on Twitter. Oh no! Yeah, and I have no idea why. <laughs> so, <laughs> and it's odd. I just found out because I went to follow her, you know, and it said. you yeah. I was like, "What? Been blocked?" So I mentioned it to a, a mutual friend, and he said, "Oh, she probably did it by accident. She probably, i mean,
0: I don't think she she listens to the show." Right. I said.
1: So- <laughs> He said, "I can't imagine you offended her. She's pretty hard to offend." And I was like, "Yeah, I don't usually, you know, I'm not usually too offensive. On, you know, I'll say a drunk, silly thing every now and then, but
0: every now, yeah." yeah but usually, <laughs> so anyway, it was
1: odd. It was a little like this very weird bizarre to find out that I've been blocked by somebody.
0: I just blocked somebody today. Did you? Because I, yeah, um, I I love supporting Kickstarter projects that mm-hmm. I I have you know, that I actually believe in and or, or have some connection to like it's a friend of now mine. You
1: got burned recently, right? You were just talking about this.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah. So there's the so Kickstarter. I mean, you know, I, it's not a, like other people have had stories where they've waited a year and they still haven't gotten any product. Mm-hmm. But what's pissing me off is that two of the books that I've, I've supported, um, they're like picked up by publishers. The one already had a publisher in order to do the Kickstarter and they're in Previews and retail shops already. So they're
1: showing up before you get your copy.
0: So I'm like, yeah, I'm like, what the hell is the deal? And it's like, I don't care that I'm getting the hardcover edition. You don't put your shit out until the people who supported yeah, you. Yeah, that's
1: not cool. Yeah. Uh,
0: you know, the people who got you there in the first place and gave you some credibility in order to get those publishers.
1: Now, you're not talking about Lady Saber, are you? No. Because okay. they, they recently. Uh, that's that
0: the one that, like, completely flaked? No,
1: this is Greg Rucka and um, Rick Burchett, and they've done everything no. right. But they did recently ask, they sent out a poll to their followers and said, look, your books are ready and they're going to, it's going to take a while to mail them, but we are going to be mailing them. But we have an ethical question. We're going to go to ECCC and some other places. Are you okay with us making the books available at these shows that we travel to? No. So they were working through the ethics of that. And I, I don't remember what they ended up deciding. But they asked their followers, like, hey, what's what do you think? We don't really know how to handle this.
0: No, that's not okay. Man. I mean, it's one of those things where you want them to make money as often as possible. Mm-hmm. And they go, they, they might only be doing a couple shows a year or whatever. Right. But you need to respect the people who back yeah, you. Yeah,
1: right, right.
0: And once you get a publisher, things are out of your hands. Right. And that really sucks.
1: Right. Um, you know what? I did a lot of Kickstarter early on. I did, just if a friend had one, I would buy it. And sometimes mm-hmm. I would only do the cheap one. I would do the, I did this with Lady Saber, the one I was just talking about. I got the digital delivery, which is like 15
0: Yeah, that's fine. Like, you know, and, whatever, if it's like 12 bucks.
1: But and, then I just, I started to have some bad feelings build up because a few of them just flaked. Um, a few of them were going to take three years instead of one year. And so, and I was just like, I, I'm starting to get negative energy surrounding this and I'm going to end up feeling bad about people I like. And I just kind of mm-hmm. put a stop to it just in my own mm-hmm. mind. So.
0: See, I've done it more because I didn't like, I, said, I didn't really have the money to spend before. So all I would, was doing for people was sharing all of the information as often as possible. Mm-hmm. That was how I could support them. And that was the best that I could do. And now that I'm, you know, putting my money out, it's like, uh, you know, I don't mind people missing whatever their projected deadline was. Mm-hmm. I mean life happens, yeah. but when I start seeing previews announcements, no,
1: yeah, that's not cool.
0: It's just it's like where you know where the hell were you, especially when you're paying right. extra for certain things, like you know, oh, you know, if you get this you know if you another twenty dollars and it's a t shirt right. it's like all right, you know, and it's like you know, and these are it's one of those situations where it's like I wouldn't have spent that much except I felt pressured to do it because somebody was a friend yeah, or whatever. Right. Right. It was like, you know, I'm like, can I just share your link? Well, it looks better to Kickstarter if we have a higher number of people. <laughs> right. I'm like, really? All right, right whatever.
1: But They've kind of climbed up on your back to make this thing happen at all, and then they're just going and jumping over you. And you Yeah. Know, it's not.
0: Yeah, and, and selling at that's shows, crazy. and it's like, that's just shitty. Yeah. And seeing seeing pictures of look what's in this you know you know comic shop right. and it's like oh so the comic shop has it
1: right
0: great great for the comic shop.
1: By the way, you mentioned that guy who totally flaked. That guy, I mean, that's not a cool thing, but it was kind of funny. Did you read his whole meltdown and all how he was going to burn? Yeah, them? it was
0: weird. That was that was just <laughs> weird. Yeah, like it was like he made it sound like it was a whole big social experiment right, or right. something. Like he did it on purpose. It's like you're just I'm going to burn all my books. Right. <laughs> it's like what is? What are you on?
1: Right. Fuck all you fuckers. Yeah, it's yeah.
0: very bizarre.
1: Amazing. I mean, I shouldn't laugh cuz he's probably going through a very serious. I mean, it didn't sound like he was in a right frame of mind, so.
0: <laughs> no, not at all. No, I don't I don't think so. I don't I just don't think so. Um and well, what are you working on now? Cuz I mean, I've always got kickstarter in the back of my head for if things ever get rolling. Yeah. And
1: I had thought about it. I had an artist I wanted to work with, and we were talking about projects. And then just the thought of having a day come where I needed to ship out like 700 books or something. I was like, I can't want that to take over my life. And basically the model we were going to do was me making little or nothing so that I could keep the artist going, you know.
0: That's pretty much what it is. Like the writers are usually not making And
1: I just, I'm not willing. I don't want this to take over my life. And I know you can hire a company now to do that, but then that goes.
0: Then you're taking even less. Yeah, so, yeah, exactly. Like said, you have to it. ask for more, in other and words. And besides,
1: I'm lucky enough, I'm in a place where if I really want to tell a story, I can probably find a place to tell it. So I just I just backed off. Um. But what I am yeah. working on, did you kind of ask me that or am I being pushy? No. Yeah, okay.
0: Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> you're not being pushy. Um, well, And you can be pushy with me because it's you. Um. I'm not going to tell you to fuck off and block you on Twitter.
1: <laughs> it's been done. Uh, um, so, as you know, I just finished my last issue of Lone Ranger. The book is ending with 25, and it was kind of, you know, underperforming for a while, but Dynamite um, really was fond of the book, so they let it go to a 25 because that's how long they gave the first series that they did. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was, them, that was... That Wagner series? No, it was uh, Brent Matthews and Sergio Matthews. Cariella, and it had uh, John Cassidy That's, covers.
0: Oh, right, right. Yeah, they were they were beautiful. Uh-huh.
1: Um, so that was kind of emotional. You know, I really... I loved writing that book. I think... I love my graphic novels, but I think I'm as proud of Lone Ranger as a whole as I am of anything I've done. And I didn't really... I was doing single issues. Dynamite had asked that I do single issues for the last 10 or so. Um, So I didn't get to have this big arc that led toward the ending. So I sat down after my little second honeymoon trip and said, I got to write the last Lone Ranger I'm going to ever write maybe. Um, And I had to think of something that was somewhat, you know, it's not all about sending the book off, but there's a little bit of it that's about the ending. Um, And that was kind of emotional, but I feel good about it. Um, so I'm done with that, and now I'm starting another thing for Dynamite that's not one of their licensed properties. It's a new thing, and it's kind of crime related. And
0: well, that's good because I I actually really like when they put out original mm-hmm. things. Um, it's you know it's not something they take a risk on very often.
1: Right. And it, you know, but
0: they, it's always been great. Right.
1: It's understandable. It's tough. You know, yep. it's obviously tougher to get people to buy. Andy Parks' crime book than it is to get him to my, you know, sister. But sister we've all seen
0: anybody who looks this good enough Adora obviously <laughs> knows how to write some noir. Yes,
1: I hope so. Thank you. So, and that's been fun, um, but hard. It's harder when you got to create, I mean, it's set in the real world, but you got to create a world. you got to, you know, inhabit it with the right characters and so on. So that takes a little more work than just being handed a universe does. But I'm excited about it. I'm, so I had a little luxury. They didn't really have it on the schedule. So I was able to plot it and then set it aside for a month, which is pretty rare. I kind of mapped out the first issue and then I went away for a month and then I came back and that's a really amazing opportunity because it just, it's crystal clear at that point what you should do. You're just like, Oh look, I mean it's like seeing your book on the stand and then going, Oh fuck, why didn't I do this or that? Except nobody else saw it. I get to.
0: Yeah, no, it's, I, 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 I Absolutely, I hear that. It, I forget whose advice it was, um, but walking away from something and coming back to mm-hmm. it—you know—that's why some writers work on two or three projects at a time right. because you just don't see these things. And some artists do that too. It's it, with artists. One of the tricks is to turn their pictures upside down. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you did that in school. Um, what
1: I did as an inker was similar. When I was done with the page, um, usually not so much working with Phil Hester because we were so comfortable with each other. He was Mm -hmm. good at spotting blacks. But when I would finish a page over somebody else, I would often kind of hold it at arm's length and squint Mm -hmm. to reduce it just to the big black. Exactly. And it removes all the drawing problems and you just go, oh, this page is out of balance. I'm not seeing... I mean, really, the job of an inker is to lead your eye where it needs to go, and to make everything readable. And you can, if you squint at a page and go, "I'm not seeing Captain America in the foreground because all my attention is going to this big black shape on the other side," and it's all off balance. So you can really simplify things and make make them more readable.
0: Yeah, I, when I would model, and I would hear the instructors say that about painting. Mm-hmm. Same thing. Squint the eyes. Look at just the shapes. Right. See see what's standing out. Um checks you know the lighting the lights and the darks and all and all that um but then there and then there were these tricks of putting things upside down mm-hmm. and also um turning around and Listen. looking at it in a yeah, mirror. Yeah. Looking at And I was just like, looking in a mirror, like, what? And I can remember hearing these things in high school and just going, you are out of your mind. I am not standing 10 feet back from this picture. I can obviously see it better six inches away. Right. And, like, i just not believing a teacher for anything. Right. And then I see these, you know, people who have been painting for 40 years. I'm like, oh, look at them. Right. Oh, look at what they're doing.
1: <laughs> I own a page by uh, Chris Browse, a Star Wars page. And... He did this for a while, I don't know what his process is now. But he would draw the front of the page in a light pencil, or maybe a blue even. Then he would flip it over on a light box and draw it roughly on the back side. And it helped him eliminate drawing problems or sometimes things can kinda it's hard, you know, we're often as artists not working at a completely parallel to the artwork Um, because your table isn't always the exact same angle your head is, so your eye plane is. Yeah, and that
0: was another thing, trying trying to get things up and down instead of on a table. Things can get a
1: little skewed. You you can get kind of what my artist friends and I call left-handed, like where things start to drift on one side or another. Mm -hmm. So Sprouse would eliminate that by flipping it over and redrawing it and basically like seeing it again and just seeing the shapes more. And then when he was happy with that, he would flip it back over and do the tight pencils on the front. So if you bought a Sprouse page, you saw these uh, pencil drawings on the back, and you're like, what the hell is going on around here? But I talked to him about it, and he was just drawing the damn thing three times to be sure he got it right.
0: That's really cool. Yeah. So do you have an artist lined up for this noir book?
1: Uh, no. Joe and I, Joe Rybant and I have talked about some people, but no, I nobody for sure yet. We were trying okay. to get, like, a big shot. You know how, it's tough. To, you try to get a big shot to do the covers, you know, so you
0: well, of course, and dynamite is very connected, right. I mean, they've got some you know they have Alex Ross for Christ's right. sake
1: i mean come on so they're they're trying to line up a flashy cover person, and then you know not not everybody knows how to draw fedoras, and the story is set in, it has I it has know some, people
0: right? I know people, they might not be super famous, but I know people oh, no,
1: good, good um
0: so they're all very great at the at the fedoras
1: it's it's a tricky thing. So yeah, we got to find somebody for the interiors who will be good at this kind of, you know, early '50s San Francisco vibe that the book has.
0: I just started following uh, Giancarlo Caracuzo. Oh, uh huh? Did uh, Vito Del Sante's World War Mob? Oh, I don't know that. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, yeah, super indie. Um, really, really great. But um night has that nice forties vibe right, to
1: it. Right. It's so, tricky and especially um, in this industry in the last well, in the last forever. You you reward the artists who draw shiny guys in tights. Yeah. And you don't generally reward the guy the guy who draws the best guys in the Who
0: actually knows <laughs> yeah, who actually knows how fabric lays yeah, on, right. on a human body. Yeah. Because they're basically just naked people and exactly, you know. Right colored over but yeah people who understand what fabric does is amazing which is funny because i model without anything on right. so it's like you know it, there are times when i when i do there's like portraiture and you know and you get to wear clothes and um they don't usually paint very much of that they're just painting your you know oh right a profile or your face or whatever and um it's you know it's funny but anything else that i've done there's no drapery at all mm-hmm I'm like, how do you guys learn about fabric? Right. And they, they literally would just have fabric hanging on like pegs right. and have to draw that.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah, I'm like, how mind-numbing.
1: Now, do you look like, at fabric and drawings a lot because of your seamstress background?
0: Um, I used to because I used to want to draw them. Mm-hmm. I used to want to actually design things. Right. And I'm a terrible artist. But um, I really... Would I would like to? What I would do is like trace the the figure outline because yeah, I couldn't right. draw a figure. So I would like trace the figure outline and then draw the clothes on top of it.
1: Oh yeah,
0: sort of like paper doll style kind of
1: thing. Have you seen? And a then lot I had of costume designer drawings. It's some of them can really draw and some of them not so much.
0: Yeah, yeah, they're pretty amazing. I mean, like a perfect example is every time you go and buy a, a sewing pattern,
1: mm-hmm.
0: they they're much more rendered. Oh right. Um whereas sometimes if, if a person is all about the sketch of the the outfit mm. or you know, then they're not really paying attention to the figure. The figure's just a couple lines. Right. But yet you know what it is when you look yeah, at
1: exactly. it. Yeah, exactly. Right.
0: Um
1: Again, but, they're storytellers. They're they're telling the story of that bit of clothing and they have to convey yeah. the shorthand of it.
0: My my favorite um fabric reference is actually a pinup artist, Gil,
1: uh, Elgrin. Elgrin. Yeah, yeah. Amazing. uh,
0: because he would, he would use these photographs. You have these models <laughs> posing. I don't know if you ever got to see like that. Somebody released the photographs. I have one of his, one of the books released the photographs that were found of his models posing.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, I've seen that. And yes.
0: He would, he would paint the same person
1: right.
0: in the same pose a few times, but then wearing different things right. or like walking a different breed of dog. Yeah. You know, like whatever it was, but he would just change. He knew the clothing mm-hmm. so well, and it's just so beautiful. He's the
1: Coke Santa guy, right?
0: I don't, I don't know. I
1: think so. I'm gonna...
0: the, the ad agency?
1: I think he's the guy who painted Coke Santa. Let me see.
0: Yeah, maybe, because he, he did a lot of ad work.
1: Mm. No, Sunbloom Sun is the Coke guy. I got it
0: okay.
1: Um, Do you like Vargas at all? Do you know his stuff?
0: Yeah, Vargas is great.
1: There's, yeah. If you ever come to visit me, uh, Lawrence, Kansas, which is like 20 minutes away, has it's a college town. They have a, a art museum. And they've got, as far as I know, the biggest collection of Vargas originals in the world.
0: I think there's a Vargas bar somewhere in Philly, oh, really? maybe? Yeah. I, think so. I don't know why it's called that. I right. mean, there's not much there except it's supposed to be kitschy and retro.
1: But. Well, somebody in his estate or somebody that inherited these gave them to this museum and – they're not all out, but you can make an appointment and you can sit in this little room and they'll just bring them to you one after another. And it gets to be, it's kind of numbing after. I mean, you see a dozen Vargas girls in person and you're just like, I can't. They all, they all start to look, you know, kind of. <laughs> but it is amazing to see the originals.
0: Yeah, I can imagine. Oh, God. That's that's what was cool about, you know, Alfred and, mm-hmm. and, and the you know. It's one of the best things I ever heard from an instructor and a guy who shockingly died when he was fifty years old. Oh. Um, I did a lot of painting and uh, and drawing classes wow. with him, and they it was down at ducray in, in Plainfield, New Jersey. They would book me a lot because at the time I was available, mm-hmm. so I would book like eight ten weeks. I would book like the whole semester, and it was great. Wow. And then at Cubert, it was like friggin' impossible to get into. I was lucky if I had one or two days of master. Oh, semester. yeah. So, uh, you know, for some reason, it came up in conversation with, with Paul Cassell, and he said, he was like, Andrew Wyeth painted the same woman for 40 years. Yes. He's like, if, they, if if people are bored paint, drawing and painting the same woman, then they need to be doing something <laughs> exactly. else. Exactly. Because you can change where you're sitting in the room. Paint just the foot. Do something. Right. You know, and and it was like the most amazing thing that I ever heard in a class. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, that's cool.
1: I love the white lady, the redhead. Now I'm blanking on her name. There was a whole book about her.
0: Yeah, I know. I'm totally blanking on it, too. But they found like 200 pictures yeah, right, of her. Yeah, right. Yeah.
1: And he would. Were they having an affair? I don't remember what. Yeah, I think so.
0: I think so. I don't know if it ever was confirmed, but yeah, I think so.
1: Good for him. I mean, that's terrible.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You're not supposed to sleep with your model. Right. So she says. (laughs) Um,
1: And then the other thing, I mean, there's not much point talking about, but I've been struggling with it so long that it's a big part of my life. I'm, I'm writing my first prose novel. And I'm, I know I'm writing know. it on spec to try to get an agent, and it's I've hit forty thousand words, which is good, but the bad part is I wanted to be done like three months ago, so and I'm only about halfway, so that's still
0: well that's what you get for taking a month off
1: it, this is what happens, you're right, you're right,
0: all your fault. <laughs> I had to entertain Phil Hester on Twitter all by myself, oh
1: my God, he's so high maintenance too. <laughs> Yeah, I really, I said yes to, I mean, part of it, I arranged a lot of this travel on my own, but then I said yes to Dallas because they asked me and they were willing to fly me and all that. So what the hell? Yeah, let's go to Dallas.
0: you realize that everything was all Yeah, crazy.
1: and then it's I'm like, like <laughs> every week I was doing something. I was like, oh, my God. So now I get to chill. What is it? It's about a month now until C-2E2 and then not doing much of anything.
0: Well, you're going to be working.
1: Yes. Yes, until my whole fucking family gets home and then I'm...
0: That's right. And then you can come and spend your summers here in <laughs> right. lovely Stink, New Jersey.
1: Stink, bug, stink bug Central.
0: Stink Bug Heaven. Yeah, apparently 95% of them were killed off the planet because of the winter. They're all here. Yeah. The remaining 5% of stink bugs are all surviving just fine here. Uh, lucky you. It's ridiculous.
1: Have you Are you seeing them already? Is it warm enough?
0: They never went away. Oh. <laughs> I think I had one month, maybe. It might have been, like, December, right. that I felt like I was fine and could breathe again. But now, no. every morning, I go to take my clothes out of the closet and put them on, and my clothes stink. Oh. And every night, I'm capturing, like, a bunch of them, and I throw them in a can. Oh, it's disgusting. I cap- I ca- I, it is. I capture them all in tissues because I was flushing them all, and then I got yelled at for that. Why? So uh, Because we have a well. Oh. So we try, we try to... Now uh,
1: I'm picturing like a Stephen King story of a giant stink bug, right?
0: (laughs) Coming out of our well. It could happen.
1: Um, So do they secrete something? Do you have to squish them for the smell or do they just smell like all the time?
0: No, they kind of, um, I don't know if it's like a a gender thing or, or what it is, but there's definitely times when it's worse. Yeah um you don't yeah you definitely don't want to irritate them because right. like even if i catch them with a tissue my handle stinks. stink Ew. i know it's terrible and nothing works like nothing absolutely nothing works but there was there i, I keep a tally again my twitter is so entertaining
1: right it is
0: i, I keep a, a nightly tally sometimes where it was like <laughs> 10 in 10 minutes
1: oh god
0: and I'm constantly jumping up. It's like parkour, stink bug parkour in my room because like I have this like central beam going across my ceiling and I'm very short, but the ceilings are low. Right. So I, if I stand on the bed, I can reach it. A normal person would be able to just reach it, but I'm like a hobbit. Right. So, <laughs> it's, so it's like without
1: the big hairy feet.
0: Really? No, I do. They're small feet, but they're hairy. <laughs> and so I'll go from, like, my bed to this bench, and I'll be grasping the little, like, Ninja Warrior style, like, half inch ledge of the central beam, <laughs> trying to reach over and get the stink bugs off the ceiling. And, uh, and it's, yeah, there, it's, um, astonishing. I have not cracked my head open right. on something.
1: Please don't die chasing stink bugs. That would be
0: interesting. What a great obituary! Oh. <laughs> Uh, You would have to write it for me. Okay.
1: I I will, but I will not be happy about it.
0: Okay. But that's (laughs) – it's now been designated. Wow. Because, you know, I I always want a great obituary. I think everybody does. Yeah.
1: Yeah, but at, at 87 or, you know. Okay. Yeah. Wait till then.
0: All right. Well, whatever it is. Okay. You're in charge. Okay. You're, you can be in charge of planning the party, too. I'm
1: significantly older than you, so it's very kind to pretend that I'll be around when this happens.
0: Yeah, I don't think so, but okay. <laughs> um, but, yeah, we were talking about funerals because my crazy aunt was practicing her funeral. Oh, really? <laughs> yes. This is what goes on in my family. Oh. You people, really, the questions should just go away when you hear me tell stories of, right. of my family. Um. Yeah, she was she was practicing. She wanted to make sure that she picked out the. And she's not old. Mm-hmm. You know, she's like my my mom's what sixty seven, something like that. And so she's that age. And she had I guess just gone to a funeral and then started thinking about her own. So she was picking out her dress and then she was trying to pick out the right earrings because you can't have dangling earrings because when you lay back then your the earrings would shift. Oh, yeah. So she needed to pick out, make sure she had post earrings. Oh. Hmm. And, and so she found like the right couch in her house that most closely resembled a coffin to practice lying down.
1: Right.
0: And, and then, and then this is, then here we go. She's like, but don't forget, then I will be holding the fork. What? And we're like a, a fork. And yeah. Apparently there's this fable that somehow means that the best feast of your life is actually in the afterlife in heaven. Oh. So when you go and meet God, you need to have your fork, because apparently God doesn't have yeah, cutlery. he can't
1: provide any silverware.
0: He doesn't have silverware. Wow. Um, so, you know, she's got the dress and the earrings. And the fork and sticking up. And the fork. Wow. So, of course, you know, because I've, you know, I thought that I wanted, uh, you know, like a good a good like Irish wake kind of funeral. Right. Like I want a, people to have a big party because I just want to like, I, I'm dead, whatever. Right. Cremate me. Cremate, you know, if somebody loves me, you can get me turned into one of those diamonds or something mm-hmm. and get me made into a yeah. necklace. That's awesome. And carry me around with you forever. But n- nobody loves me that much. <laughs> so, um, but the party should be a great party. Mm-hmm. I mean, Whatever, you know, get a Motown band. Right. You know, if it, if it's now, get Kirby Crackle. Whatever. Right. Whatever it takes.
1: I tell you, you know what I would do? What I'd be willing what to do? do? I would be willing to uh, lick my finger, get a little of your ash, and put a little smear of you on one of my fedoras.
0: That would be great. Yeah. And
1: then I won't wash it.
0: Okay. <laughs> no washing it, no selling it on eBay. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and then I could be with you in all of these amazing places. Yes. And you're in charge of the obituary.
1: Okay, got it, got it. This is a lot of pressure. Please don't die.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, hopefully, we will have many more episodes of the Vodcast yes, Show. Yes,
1: I'm so thrilled yeah. to be on your anniversary. I, I do really enjoy your show. I listen to it on my dog walks, you know. So, plus, you're a dear friend of mine, and it's always good to hear your voice.
0: Thank you, I know it's great. I talk to you more than probably any other human yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Well, it's always my pleasure.
0: so all right, well, we've got Ciudad coming out, Lone Ranger wrapping up, yeah. which is very sad for me because it's always been my favorite book. Thank
1: you so much
0: and um but at least I'm very happy to hear that you're working on something new with Dynamite. yeah.
1: And I, I'm excited about it. I, it'll be good. I,
0: I would hate to have to take a hit out on Joe, but I would do it. <laughs> he's so he's just he's he's so good looking that he should have an epic death. Yes. But you know he's a
1: tall drink of water, isn't he? He is. Yeah. We really yeah, had, was, we had a we we talked about you many times, and we we had a blast in Kim's it was The first time we got, I mean, we've seen each other at other shows, but we had a few days to really hang out. and It was fun.
0: Yeah, I you have no idea how tempted I was yeah. to just
1: stop.
0: <laughs> I was so tempted. I'm like, you know what? Screw this. That's what credit cards are for, kind right. of thing. Yeah,
1: it would have been cool. And I was
0: I was like burning out cuz everything else was going to hell right. and I'm just like, you know, I could use I could just use this time. Yeah, yeah. And all And my other conventions fell through, and everything was just not going my way. So I'm like, I just could be with Andy and Joe and drinking all weekend.
1: There there were a few glasses tipped, I have to admit.
0: Yes. Well, I'm glad that I got the pictures of them. Yes. Because it made me feel like I was sort of there.
1: Yeah, we had – the night he came in, we had a great time. We went to a barbecue joint. That would not have been your favorite.
0: No, I wouldn't have eaten, but uh, whatever. And then
1: they – we went to my favorite bar, Harry's Country Club, where they've got amazing drinks. And then on the way back to his hotel, we we were driving by the Savoy Grill, which is this hotel that's been there since like 1908.
0: It's pretty famous. Yeah.
1: It? it's They claim it's the oldest continually operating hotel west of the Mississippi. And um, Joe said, would well, you want to go in there? And I was like, yeah, sure. I did. I just didn't want to keep you out. And he's like, no, I don't. So we went in there and had a drink. I had an old, fa- we each had an old fashioned, I think. Um. And yeah, we had a we had a great time.
0: He's actually a very nice
1: gentleman. He is. He is.
0: He escorted me back to my room one time when I was completely obliterated. I
1: heard that story. Yeah. You and Stacy. Is that right? Probably. Yeah, so. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> if he said so.
0: Uh. Yeah, that might have been it. <laughs> Because I could be perfectly sober and get lost. This has been established. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, I, it's, it is bizarre how many comic creators have, have had to bail me out because I'm lost. Really? Like, it could be anywhere. And I could know exactly where, like, places I go to often, like New York City, <laughs> Baltimore. And I'm like, I know where I'm supposed to be. I just can't find it. And Trevor Muller... Well, I don't know if he's pronounced it Mueller or Mueller. Mm-hmm. Um, that's how I met him oh. on a street corner in New York City.
1: Right. I'm like, he rescued you was, right there in the corner. He what? He rescued you right there. In the corner? Yes.
0: Right there on a corner. This is your story.
1: Car. You were not. This is my story. Were,
0: like, I'm not making this okay. up. Like, I was on a street corner getting text messages from Jill Pantozzi telling me what bar she was in and I couldn't find it. <laughs> And I'm like, where are you guys? She's like, we're right here. And I'm like, I'm right there. You're not here. This bar (laughs) is not here. And I was standing on this corner and I'm like, I had this, this expression of just, just, I guess I, I looked like I was about to lose my shit. And I was, I was probably, I don't think I was crying yet, but it was, it was close. Mm -hmm. And, you know, when you go to a con, no matter what city you're in, you can kind of, like, pick out which nerds are there are in the street. You you know, you see all the Captain America t-shirts walking by and all that stuff. So so Trevor walks up, and he just looks down at me because he's, like, eight feet tall. (laughs) And and he's like, are you okay? No, I am not. (laughs) I am lost. I am from New Jersey, and I am lost. And he's like, okay, well, where are you supposed to be? And so I showed him my messages, and I'm like, "She says I'm supposed to be here. I'm here, and I don't see it, and I don't know what's going on." And he walked with me for blocks until we found oh, the nice. right bar. Amazing. Now,
1: are you better in a car, or is it equally disastrous if you're buying the wheel?
0: I always end up where I'm supposed to be. I just never get the same way twice. Oh, okay. Like even, I, but I've been at my day job now for over a year, and there are times when I I don't take the same way home mm-hmm. because I'm I I'm like. <laughs> How did I make this turn?
1: Right.
0: It just happens. And then I get there. Um. So, yeah. So, you know, guys like Joe and Trevor. And, right. Uh, John Carroll was found, you know, was lost in, uh, when I was lost in Baltimore. Two blocks from my hotel, I'm totally lost. <laughs> I'm like, you guys think I'm kidding. I really can be sober and completely lost right. anywhere. It happens. I'm very blonde and Polish. <laughs> And it, there's just it, the you know so so then when I'm drunk so you know Joe gets me when I'm drunk which is even better because yeah. I'm just like then I don't care that I'm lost right. if I'm lost and I care it's like oh no I'm then I'm like anxious and anxiety and stuff but I was just drunk and lost I'm like I don't care Joe take me wherever. Right.
1: Yeah, I heard that yeah. we talked about you at great length. Does that remember? He's darling. He
0: is. L- l- like you said, a little curmudgeon-y but it's, like, so hilarious.
1: He is. Yeah, right.
0: Just in that funny way. Right. Like, in that he should have a sitcom.
1: Yes. Well, he teases Hester and I because, okay, Hester has a thing. When he travels, he sleeps with a box fan. Okay. So he, if we're on the road, like, I'll pick him up and we'll drive to c 2 2 together and he'll have his box fan with him. And it's, I
0: can not appreciate that. He's kind of
1: addicted to the, the wind the and the noise. Uh-huh. Like, I have a little wave machine that I sleep with um, to cover up, you know, the the door banging down the hall or whatever. He's got a box fan. Well, if he's flying, he has to go buy a box fan somewhere.
0: Wow, yeah. Cause then- <laughs> so,
1: every time Phil and I go to a con and we're on our liquor store slash box fan run, <laughs> I text Joe and I say, so <laughs> we're on the uh, trip, we're at the Target, we're getting the box fan, and then we're going to go get some bourbon for me. <laughs> he always asks, "When is your sitcom on again?"
0: <laughs> Seriously, and I can be the token broad. Yes. Please let this happen. <laughs> you have connections in Hollywood now. I do. This should be a thing. I
1: do. Yes, it should. I, I agree. Because
0: you know, like that that girl that plays Penny on Big Bang Theory. Right. She's in some sort of show where she plays a writer, and it's just not even believable. Right. Like you just look at her and you just. <laughs> But I mean, you look at me and you and drunk and like we're like please, right. this should be this we should be cast in it. I agree. It should be based on us. <laughs> All right. Well, I have kept you long enough.
1: Oh, it's always a, a delight. I did just finish my drink though. I don't know if that's symbolic.
0: It is. Yeah. Wait, we're. This is this is why we're friends. How have
1: you done on your drink and a half over there?
0: Um, my drink and a half has been gone for a while oh. because. I um it was delicious. <laughs> so this is what
1: happens to delicious drinks.
0: This is, delicious drinks get get drunk yes. quickly. Um and it was a smoothie and it was just magnificent. Excellent. Um and uh yeah so I will be on water for the rest of the <laughs> evening.
1: And then, and I, I mean, it's getting close to your bedtime, I mean, you have to...
0: Pretty much, yeah, yeah, because I'm old, so I go to sleep early. Well, and, and you're one,
1: these poor people have real jobs. They have to get up at reasonable hours. I
0: get up early. I get up around, like, 5.45.
1: Poor thing. Yeah. I pretty much built my... I don't care about making comics or anything. I built my life so I didn't have to get up by an alarm clock. That's bull.
0: <laughs> but you have a dog. Doesn't the dog get you up at stupid o'clock? No,
1: not really. No, he'll oh, let me okay. go till... I mean, when... oh. Boy, this makes me sound like a spoiled shit. <laughs> my, my wife gets up and gets the kids out to school every day. Yeah. Because she's the she's saint. Oh, so I know she I'm is. free to roll out of bed at, you know, 9 ish, whatever. I usually sleep, if I'm really sleeping in, maybe 9.30. Um And the dog can wait that. Like, she'll let him out to go potty in the morning, and then he can wait for breakfast. So.
0: He's- That's good. No, it's just because I've seen a lot of people adopting dogs lately. Mm-hmm. On my on my networks, for some reason, it's like dog adopting right, season. Right. And and one of the guys, um, he'll post at like 3 in the morning. He'll be like, oh, it's dog o'clock. Oh, no. And it's, yeah, I just, you know, I like dogs, but I've never owned one. Yeah. And I don't know if I ever could because they're too much like children. Yeah,
1: they can be. Now, cats will do this know. too, right? Won't cats come in and jump on your bed at 6 a.m. when they want their food? oh.
0: Well, it depends on, like, you can train, I don't know, you can train a cat. Like, my gorgeous cat, when it was just the two of us, mm. she slept or at least stayed quiet until I got up. And now that she has grandparents to annoy, right. she wakes them up all hours of the night.
1: Oh, bullshit.
0: Because they will get up, whereas I would just say, kick a stop.
1: Right, right.
0: And she would just lay back down. Like, she, she never, ever was a pest to me, ever. But she will call them to go from room to room and they just have to switch rooms. It's ridiculous. Oh, it's So funny. Wow. It's, it is just like a baby. And I'm like, I don't know what you guys did to her, right. but she was not like this. Was, so I can't imagine a dog.
1: It was pretty mean recently. We got back from our Vegas trip. Cynthia and I came in the house at like midnight or so from coming from the airport and everything. Well, Berkeley had been with, we have a, dog slash house sitter. So he hadn't seen anybody in the family in like five days. So he's just out. But it's midnight and we've been traveling all day and we're tired. So we go to bed and he does not sleep. He doesn't have access to the bedroom. The door is closed. He has to sleep in the living room. And that night he did. He just lay by the door and cried for a while.
0: Oh, yeah. Well, you missed. you. Yeah.
1: And finally I had to go, hey, dipshit, go to your bed. And then he was okay. up <laughs> every now and then he needs a little reminder. But he's pretty well trained, except for still wanting to bite young children every now and then.
0: Well, you know, that's what they're for. They're so tasty <laughs> at that age. Juicy. <laughs> they, they, you know, the, the blood can, has so many uses. Yep,
1: it's true.
0: Oh, and people are going to believe me. <laughs> There's a reason I don't have children. <laughs> I didn't say I never did. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, why don't I write horror stories? (laughs) Yes. I tried. I scared myself. Oh, really? Yeah, I couldn't do it. I actually tried.
1: I've been reading. Do you read Stephen King ever or do you not read scary stuff?
0: No, no, I don't. No, I tried reading uh, Joe Hill's book because I heard it was fantastic. So I tried reading one of those and I couldn't. I felt really bad, too. I was like, I got like 50 pages in maybe. And I'm just like, I have to put this down. I was having nightmares. Yeah. Like, terrible nightmares. I'm like, I can't read this book.
1: I decided to read him again recently. For whatever reason, I decided to read The Shining again, which I loved when I read it 25 years ago, whatever it was. Um, so I read that. And it's very scary, but it didn't scare me because I would read it and I knew what was going on. But I'm, then I I'm decided to read the sequel. And it's, I didn't even
0: know there was a sequel. Yeah,
1: he just wrote it like a year or two ago. It's called Dr. Sleep. And it's like... Oh, that. The, okay. Yeah, it's like the kid from The Shining and now he's 30 and he's still oh, okay. fighting with his powers. and Anyway, there's a new child in this book who and kid stuff and kids and dead people together is bad. Kids time. are always crazy Yeah, it's very... So, it's freaking me out a little bit. And I got up... I couldn't sleep the other night and I got up and read that for an hour and that was a bad choice. <laughs> so. <laughs>
0: and then, yeah, that's just...
1: Right.
0: No. I, and... You know, but and I, I have the audiobook for his his on writing,
1: yeah, which is fascinating. I
0: I love it. There's times when, like, if I if I'm not ready to download a new book yet, I'll just skip to any chapter randomly and just put that on in the car, nice. and it's just so great. And it's you know, it, it, luck of the draw with him. I don't know. I mean, he's he's either your thing or he's not. Right. He's not my cup of tea. Right, but. I love how he works yeah. and stuff. Like I just have a lot of respect for him. Very likable guy. Read. Yeah. Yeah, I just can't read his work.
1: Right.
0: It's kind of one of those things. I'm I'm like that with with several people, mainly because it's a horror thing.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I can't I can't deal with being scared. So I end up and because New Jersey doesn't have like really great comic cons, but we have amazing horror shows. Oh right. <laughs> um, I end up being friends with horror people. Right. And it's like I can't read your stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, but I'll hang out with you. Right. I just feel I'm always like I'm I'm the fake nerd, whatever, in those situations because I never know what people are talking about.
1: I have a you just reminded me, um I have a bad confession that'll probably anger some of your listeners.
0: Oh, that's okay. I ended
1: up before Game of Thrones the show came out, so this might have been four years ago, something my like that. Um, I was at the bar at C2E2 back before it was a madhouse. Um, like the first, probably this I second, can't
0: imagine a time when it wasn't. Yeah, maybe
1: the second year of C2E2, the main bar was pretty chill. Might have been Friday, and the marketing guy at Oni Press came over and said, "Andy, you should check this out. Um, George R. R. Martin is sitting over here just with nothing to do." And so I went over and hung out with him for like 45 minutes and I had never read a word of his work. And I was just kind of bullshit. I was like, love your stuff. And then we talked about Kansas City because he knew what, you know, he comes here for con. So it was quite a wasted opportunity to really get, you know, I mean, now how many people would love to sit down with that guy for 45 minutes? And there I was doing it and I didn't know what the fuck he wrote or what. I just knew he looked like a nice old tugboat captain. (laughs)
0: exactly he does he's like on the on the side of a fish container
1: (laughs) but very charming yeah i really liked him it just i felt kind of bad afterwards like oh it would have been it would have meant more if i was actually a fan of his work
0: yeah well that's i have a couple times i I end up running into that norman from the walking dead oh yeah
1: yeah norman and and before and
0: before i knew he was in like these other things I guess, like boondock things and stuff things that I've never ever watched I have no desire to watch whatever and I like will run into him at a bar oh really (laughs) and or like at the show and like he held the door open for me one time I'm just like nicest guy in the world Mm -hmm. who are you
1: (laughs) (laughs) and do you think he's dreamy to me he just seems kind of scuzzy but a lot of people seem to think he's really odd
0: he He's a strange kind of hot. Yeah. He's okay. a very strange kind of hot. He is. He's like, yeah, I would jump on him in a heartbeat. Okay. Um, but he, it was like a progressive thing, I think, because of his character. Mm-hmm. So, like, he's had to be scruffier and scruffier. Right. I don't, you know, so I don't think, if you look at some older pictures, I don't think he was always like that. Right. Okay. Um, no, I always thought he was a little little strange, but uh, when you're nice to me, like, I don't even pay attention. Right. Like, I'm just, you're nice. Right,
1: right.
0: Like, that goes a long way. Like, finding me lost on a street in New York City.
1: Right. Yeah, exactly.
0: It just, that goes a long way.
1: I would so lead you to a hotel. Wait, that didn't sound right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you were lost, I would so help. That's better.
0: Of course you would. <laughs> it's awesome. It's awesome. But see, and you know, and it's good. It's good that there are that there are not completely awful people. Right. I was Because I was just having an argument about how... Um, Certain when we get on our feminist rants, that apparently men or, or other people, I guess all people, seem to think that when we're talking about feminism, that we make it sound like the comics community is full of a bunch of rapists.
1: Oh yeah, like, there's no. a weird kind of knee-jerk defensive thing that happens. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I'm like just chill. That's not what we're saying. Right. <laughs> right. But you know. Well, anyway, you, you will have to be back before, like, the next Vodkaversary, okay. of
1: course. Okay, Because
0: you're going to have announcements and things to make, and that will be important. Yeah. Uh,
1: CDAD doesn't come out until December, but if you want to talk around then, that'll be fine. Or, you know, anytime you want me, I'm around. We'll talk before Good. then.
0: Okay. Well, you enjoy the rest of your uh, evening and walk the dog and whatever yeah. you got to do. all
1: right. Thanks, dear.
0: All righty. And um, where can people find you?
1: Oh, I'm on the I'm on the Twitter, and I have a like a writer page on Facebook. That's I don't do much there. And then there's a nonsensical website, but mainly Twitter. That's where I talk the most. Mostly Twitter. Yeah. Right. yeah.
0: And I'm on Twitter too at Elizabeth Amber. You
1: are, and you're a delight.
0: Thank you. All right, and uh so guys, uh, thank you for joining the Vodkaverse 3 episode, and I hope you enjoyed the guests this evening, and um, hopefully we will be back not too long. I'm kind of been busy making a costume, so I really haven't been podcasting, but thank you for sticking in there and hanging out, and um, I will hopefully get to see people soon at some shows. If not, join me, free comic book day at Comic Fusion in Flemington, New Jersey. We are at uh, 16 Turntable Junction, which is a delightful little cottage area and um, so there's all these cottages there's a cupcake cottage I'm not kidding cupcakes and uh, we will have like six artists I think joining us this year it's going to be amazing so uh, stop by and it's always the first Saturday in May May's Free Comic Book Day you can look up Free Comic Book Day website and type in the um, the codes and stuff to find local comic shops near you if you are not anywhere near New Jersey but if you are please stop by and say hi and joining me now is my, my brother in arm podcasting. You know him as Lord Schaefer. I call him Damien. Well,
2: a lot of people would know me as Lord Schaefer. Like, Maybe. It's been a while. <laughs> it's
0: been a while. But that's <laughs> it, still your Twitter handle. Yes, but
2: it's, if you've been listening to the right kinds of shows as I've ebbed and flowed through different things. So. <laughs>
0: It's his birthday, and so as we celebrate the Vodka O'Clock Vodkaversary and it's Damien's birthday, um, this is all the more wonderful reason that he's drunk, which is fabulous, because it's morning for me. It's 8 o'clock, and I'm drinking coffee.
2: Yes, and that's, what, 11.30 at night for me, and I'm still drinking <laughs> wine.
0: And it's a good thing. Yes. It's a It's a great, grand thing. I hope you're having a good birthday, though. I hope, I hope things yeah, were well. well.
2: Everyone's asleep, and I'm not, not getting bothered. It's great. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, no, before we started recording, we were we were catching up a bit with um like comics that your kids are reading and everything and um did so you said that your you know your son likes was watching the Ben 10 show. Is he reading the comic on that? Cuz I read a couple issues and it was pretty good. It, hey,
2: and, he's not reading the comic yet. I've put him on to the Batman Beyond to be honest. And unfortunately, oh, that's a good show. yeah, well, he took all of my stuff.
1: <laughs> so
2: my comics and the longer my comics are in his comic box. So the new um, Expanded Universe stuff is actually with him. And yeah, it's been, <laughs> it, it, it's eventually going to happen. You know, you know, it's going to happen. <laughs> but he's old enough. He's been taught how to treat comics correctly. So <laughs>
0: that's so sweet that's that's a good thing and uh and you're working on your miniatures and stuff over there
2: Yes, I'm playing a lot of miniatures games and painting figures and stuff like that. So that's my main thing these days. Apart, or well, apart from playing Hearthstone, which is that wonderful free game from Blizzard. Who did, if, most people would know it from World of Warcraft, um, and they've got all these characters into it. And yeah, it's addictive. I I was looking for a card game, and I found that.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, I haven't I haven't done any gaming. I've just been—it's—it's uh, it's spring here, which means I'm coming out of hibernation, just like the bears and the—you know—all the other wildlife. So I—I just started sewing again because I want to make a new costume for a Free Comic Book Day. So, um, see, so that's see, where my I,
2: time. I keep pulling back on the same old one that I know I can pull off, which is Kevin Matchstick. <laughs> well, I know to a degree I can pull off. I just need to lose some weight and I've got the t-shirt I've got the pants I've got the boots I just need to get some sort of glowing baseball bat and I'm right
0: (sighs) yeah I don't see that's the thing like I'm so sick of wearing wigs but I'm gonna have to for this one um and it's like something that's gonna need to be like styled and fixed and and I'm like I don't even know how to do that so it's gonna be a real challenge for part of it and I was already like damn near like crying over the dress yesterday, so I don't
2: know.
0: <laughs> That's <laughs> what you know. happens.
2: Yeah, I, I have the problem that long hair and beards don't really give you many character options, and I, to be honest, after 20 years, I'm afraid to see what's under the beard, so <laughs> there's not much for me to go for these days, so Kevin Mastex is
0: it. <laughs> uh, oh, you're breaking up a little. I'm, like, getting crackly stuff. My Skype connection is really terrible. Let
2: me see if there's anything I can close. So.
0: My my icons went to yellow.
2: Okay, mine hasn't changed.
0: No, it's my crappy Skype. Um, anyway.
2: Well, blame it on mine because I haven't used it for a while.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so now your convention scene over there in Australia it seems pretty spectacular because I I see people's pictures and it seems like every show that you have is, like, massive and amazing. I mean, I don't know. Do you have, like, small shows? Like, we we have, like, some really small shows here.
2: We don't really have the sort of small shows type, type of thing that happens over there. Um, I know there's a lot of hotel co- um, shows and stuff like that over in the U.S. Uh, we really have um, Armageddon we, and Supernova who do the most – like, the largest shows you can have for there. There's a couple of odd anime shows that happen every once in a while, but to be honest, I didn't go to them. Mm -hmm. Um, But uh, Armageddon does between New Zealand and... uh, It's usually Southern Australia, so it doesn't even touch Sydney, where I'm based at. And then you have um, Supernova, which I try to get to every year. I've, I've missed one year in the last, what, six, seven years? Uh, which, yeah, <laughs> which was a pain in the ass, but uh, you can't complain about that. I just sus- satisfy those around me.
0: <laughs> yeah, um, the because I've never, like, obviously in the U.S., like, our, our biggest spectacle is San Diego Comic-Con, and I've never attended that. It just sounds awful. I mean, it sounds wonderful, but it sounds awful.
2: Yeah, it's one on my list of the ones. I always said I wanted to go when my son turned 10, Unfortunately, he's 10 now and I can't go. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Well, just everything seems so chaotic. There's there's the experience of it, which sounds uh, its own particular level of insanity. But just getting there, I mean, the fact that there's a hotel lottery and you have to get your hotel before you even know if you can get into the show, like, it's just stupid and backwards, and I don't understand, and these people spend, they take, like, a day off of work to sit there and try to, like, click through a website to try and get through to get the tickets. Yeah. Like, I just don't understand. It's like...
2: This year, they went through 90 minutes. Everything was gone.
0: Yeah, I just...
2: You know, how can I compete when... Yeah, for those of you who listen who don't know where I'm from, I'm from Australia, as you might know. Um, I generally am asleep when America wakes up.
0: Exactly. Uh, so even if you were trying to get tickets, you yeah. I don't know you would to be sitting there at your computer, and then then you have to hope it doesn't crash on you or something. Like people were a lot of people were getting hung up in a waiting room process. It just sounds awful. Everything about it sounds just sounds terrible, yeah. except for being there to see people.
2: Yeah,
0: and and the weather the we- because g- honestly I would rather experience that weather than than what we've had. Well,
2: I'd love to see the people there. There's so many people there that say, are you going to come to me? Like, at the most, I see Stuart McKinney on a yearly basis, and to be honest, we have to catch up for dinner at some point because he, uh, you know, has a really good relationship with a 10-year-old, 10-year-old son who, if you haven't noticed, I have been drinking. <laughs> so there's a it's, little flurry It's 11.30 at night here. I've been drinking since... Midday. <laughs> <So> <laughs> I
1: will.
2: I will put that up front.
0: <laughs> that's why this is the vodka verse. Oh show.
2: yes. Oh yes. And um, but
0: Stewart's a great guy. But I got to bump into him in yeah, New York. And I have still so got exciting. the picture
2: you sent me. I've still got the picture you sent me of it. Oh. <laughs> I kept that one. But I get to speak to him every year. He actually signed in one of my son's Star Wars books that he actually did the art on. He said to my little stormtrooper. So. If someone? He's watched my um, son um, Malachi grow up since he was three years old up until ten years old now. So, you know, he's been coming with me for this long now to see these shows, which now he wants to go before he was dragged to go because I had the pram.
0: <laughs> The Yeah, so New York is, a, is another thing where it's like, you know, I love it and I hate it at the same time. I love it, you know, because... The diversity there as far as the number of seeing the opportunity to see people and to to check out some some books, the after parties are really good, except that they're it's it's New York, so nothing is convenient and you have to like take a cab just to get around. I ended up couldn't you can't take a cab on the weekends. Forget it. They're gone. Yeah. So, like trying to walk like 20 blocks to get to a bar and then it's exhausting after you've just walked through the Javits Center. It's just so so exhausting. I that show freaking killed me last year. So, I don't I mean, I I've been slowing down more and more every year, you know, as as you get to celebrate entering the realms of being old, um, like, like me. Thanks for reminding
2: uh, me <laughs> I'm re- I'm
0: reminding you that you're younger than me. Yeah, but i am
2: still got a zero in my numbers. Yeah, that's right.
0: So it's, you know, it's just getting harder and harder. I used to be able to, to go through New York Comic Con in heels, you know, and now I'm like, uh, I'm like, oh, please, after an hour, I just need to sit down and just not move for a while.
2: I went to Supernova and saw um, Shaken, and he turned around and said, nice Black Adam shirt. And I was wearing a Kevin Matsuk shirt. So, <laughs> <laughs> which he turned around and then said, I'm wearing, when I said, I'm wearing a mage, the hero discovered or the hero. Whatever, and he turned around and said, No, it's always been um, Black Adam. That's what I'm expecting it to be. You're going to be that.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's what it looks like. I mean, you know, but I see, but it does look like you.
2: <laughs> well, yeah, apart from a few pounds here and there. <laughs> uh,
0: technicality. It's sort of like the beginning of the Incredibles.
2: It's the age the... spread. <laughs> <laughs>
0: And you know, but speaking of the Incredibles, they're making a second one. Finally, word is out. I mean, they they had announced it like I guess I don't know a year and a half ago or something. And there's finally, I guess, progress they're they're definitely doing it oh, that's like the greatest up. the greatest superhero movie ever.
2: And I'm waiting for that one. Yeah. <laughs>
0: um. So let's see what. Uh... What else is new? I'm not getting to Australia anytime soon, I can tell you that.
2: I know. And to be honest, we've known each other for what?
0: Ever. Forever. <laughs>
2: <laughs> You're my, like my sister in, in another yeah. country. It's like we've got Brian who, if anyone knew I was from a podcaster or cryptographic, um, Brian was my brother from another mother. Yeah this is Amber.
0: <laughs> I know. I'm like, oh my God, now he's like my brother. You know, and, another you know.
2: time, another place, another place, who knows what would happen, but it's, I'm in another country. <laughs> there's,
0: a, there's an entire half a planet between us, but it's amazing because I don't think you sleep. I know that it's the middle of the night for you already, but it's like any time that I've messaged you, you like immediately reply. <laughs> I'm like, he just doesn't sleep. It's awesome.
2: <laughs> I, to be honest, for the last, what, Ten years, I've got maybe four to six hours sleep at the most. Yeah. So and overall, behind <laughs> the scenes, I've done a lot of uh, bits and pieces for Amber the website. So I think yeah. of late, someone else has been doing it because I've got lordshaper.com, I've got um, com, I've. Just being too tired.
0: I just I haven't I haven't made I haven't really cared enough because I know I should update like the changes because the theme there's things with the theme on mine it's it's through it's WordPress Um, and the theme that I chose there's certain functionalities that don't work. Like just even making a bullet list doesn't work. Yeah. So it's really annoying. And for a while I've thought about, I'm like, oh god, if I have to rebuild this thing, and then try to migrate all this shit, and, and then,
2: ugh. Oh, and, and for anyone one that's wondering, I'm actually married. I've been married for what eleven years now, um, and I had to sit there and explain why. Me and Amber were good friends and
0: why is she yes. helping me while my naked picture uh, gallery? Yeah,
2: exactly. <laughs> what I have seen and what I've got access to I
0: <laughs> Yeah. I have had
2: to ignore because this is my sister. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: It's just one of those things where you like you know, just you have like black tape that you just put like your own black bar over everything because <laughs> yes. <that> you're working. <laughs> But he, but you get it running, and that's shit that I can't do, because I'm like, but I looked at that.
2: And, yeah. and the thing is, it's stuff that I did so many years ago that I'm out of these days. So I've got so little to do with, but I understand WordPress to
0: a degree. <laughs> it's You know, WordPress can be great um, because of the ease of use, but the second you try to customize something, it just goes foobar.
2: Uh, and,
0: that's, you know. and that's
2: why I haven't done for so many years <laughs>
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, I was, uh, because Getty Images, for for anybody else who runs any kind of blog, Getty Images uh, is now free for bloggers if you embed the image and you have to use their embedding code and it puts, like, a a credit at the bottom, a nice little caption at the bottom with, you know, to link back to to Getty, which would be great, except I, I went through and I did this and discovered that sometimes they will yank the pictures. And like have expiration dates on them, so I had made this post and had used their images, and then I went back to my post a week later, and the images were just like blocked. Yeah, and it was like this image is no longer available. I'm like, well, doesn't this just suck? Well, to be honest, but it just it wasn't even working right with my WordPress. It was like it wouldn't word wrap.
2: Most of the stuff I um, report on these days, it's either TV, movies uh comic sort of stuff I go back to the actual source for either the covers or the promo images they've put out or something like that, and so that stuff's readily available to use yeah,
0: and yeah, that's definitely easier if you have those those options you know,
2: the only time I'm not doing that sort of stuff if if it's um stuff that I've taken myself or yeah, that's mainly it these days.
0: Right. Because, I mean, technically, like, if you're looking for a celebrity picture, I mean, that's owned by somebody. So, um, you know, we just, for blogging purposes, we sort of overlook it. You know, we're not, just, I'm not making any money off of it. So, yeah. I try to i try to do it as minimal as possible. Like you said, <laughs> use cover images, use stuff that's specifically for promotions.
2: Or stuff you already got in your collection. Because if anyone's dealt with a blog before, you end up having a expansive selection of pictures. And... You know, yeah. as Amber would know here, you can actually type in Sandman or something like that. You'll find numerous pictures that I've uploaded over the years that says yeah, I've been dealing with it for a while.
0: Yeah, it's really um it's funny because when Google started becoming more AI, um it used to be that a search was a search and it was based on I guess, you know, popularity. Um But now it hones in onto things like on your location and it it narrows stuff down as to it knows who your contact list is. So it knows it knows basically like who it it expects to be in your network of people. So now if I type in a keyword like that, it's going to show me people I know before it shows me people I don't know. And so it's weird because if you type in Wonder Woman and you know me, you might see my image first, but somebody who doesn't know me would type that in and they would get different search results.
2: And we have to admit Cosplay or Cosplay, what deviates does post that one quite a lot.
0: Yeah, it's great. <laughs> their
2: is great. You know? <laughs> and I know you haven't done it for a while but um, yeah, I still follow them. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, and most of the, the ladies that I knew from there went and formed their own company and, you know, if I was still in my prime, I'd I'd move over there with them. You're you always know.
2: in your prime. You know that. Oh, thank you, darling. <laughs> Just like Erin um, in...
0: Yeah. Oh, Erin's amazing. Now, she's, she's rocking it. I love following her. To
2: be honest, I've known her for... You introduced me to Erin, and she live. Okay, I live in Sydney. She lives in Melbourne. That's a good day's drive away. Right? Uh-huh. Um We've never met up. But... I like talking comics with her. Yeah, she can, you can
0: follow her at. We're talking about naughty nerdy. Yeah, she is yeah. amazing, and I just freaking love her, love her to death. Now
2: I can see pictures of her, and I go past them and see what she's talking about. Otherwise, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with her. My God, if I was a younger man, <laughs> yeah. <All
0: right. laughs> And I'm pretty That's sure not. if you
2: were a younger man, you would do as well.
0: <laughs> I would as well. You know, if I were a younger woman, and I think she would be totally fine with that because I know what she does. Um, <laughs>
2: and I think we need she, to tell her about this anyway. So, <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah.
2: She came to Sydney and didn't tell me she was coming. So oh. I would like to actually just talk comics with her and talk cosplay. And oh. I, I was introduced to her by you via the cosplay side of things. Okay. She's gone down a totally different path, along with cosplay, and we still right. talk comics. <laughs> right. Yeah, because
0: she's such a big nerd. I mean, she loves oh, yes. you know, she loves her, her stuff. She loves various you know things that I don't, that I'm not into necessarily.
2: Hey, I, um, I got computer games from friends and family today for my birthday. I can't complain.
0: <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, I love. Um, because she does some stuff with a photographer named uh, I think Ann Winters is the name, yes. and it's just the most like beautiful stuff. And but I mean, well, she's but, got
2: her site's running independently now. I don't know if she's yeah. still doing stuff with Ann. I know she did it for a while. Yeah. Um. I know she's been working in Melbourne directly, and I haven't pointed any workmates to her for obvious reason.
0: <laughs> Cause yeah, she works at like a club. There yes. and uh, and it sounds it sounds really interesting. Like, I don't I don't think we have. I mean, we probably do have places like that here, but it's it, you know the U.S. is really uptight.
2: Okay, to go down a path which I don't know if you've gone on down for, through before, um, prostitution is a, is legal in Australia as long as it's through a brothel. Okay. So Yo, if you I'm... have a paid venue which you will be paid through, it is legal.
0: Okay. So, See, apparently we have one place. <laughs> yeah. And that's, you know, it's whatever. I mean, apparently in Canada it's similar. But here there's apparently one place outside Vegas that has that. And I don't know why it's just that one place.
2: But um, I know, like, yeah, I'm not going to say anything, but. There's numerous places you can legally go to a strip club, and I've been to numerous um, bucks nights, etc., where you could go and the girl that you liked on stage, you could take it in a back room. But <laughs>
0: yeah, see that stuff goes on here. You're just not allowed to say that it goes yeah. on.
2: Yeah, Here you But know, we all know what... you're allowed to recommend it because it's legal.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's so it's so like stupid like how you just have to you have to pretend like it doesn't exist and like they, they've been um, because you know how well you know how the internet works you know like with IP addresses and stuff it gives you a certain amount of information and they figure like the most porn is downloaded in Utah where it's illegal it's like well that shows you right there that people are doing it even though the words coming out of their mouths are saying it's Terrible. It's like they're the ones doing it. It's just, it makes no sense. I don't understand that. Just, like, be honest. Just be honest with yourself. You like porn. Whatever. So what? Everybody likes porn.
2: We've all had our stages.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, and there's so many different kinds now, and there's this big, you know, push to have stuff that's um, friendlier for for female audiences to not feel as uncomfortable and and whatever, you know, and that's, everybody can feel uncomfortable. There's men that could be embarrassed by it too. You just have to, um, you have to find the sort of thing it's just like comics. There's something for everybody. You know? I don't I don't I don't wanna read gore and horror. I know you're a huge Ellis fan and there's certain Ellis books that I really like and certain ones I can't look at. Yeah. But like I don't like Garth Ennis. I like him as a person. He's a very nice man. I met him in a bar once. So oh. I was lucky just like, Oh you. hi, nice-
2: How did you do I was- that? I haven't <laughs> met him.
0: <laughs> he was I heart. went on
2: to his side and I now going back Further again, I did a uh, podcast on uh, called "Welcome to Heaven's on Doctor Sleepless, um, and it actually became one of the most popular podcasts on the Reader Feed, which is done by Derek Crowder. Uh, Derek, sorry, Derek Cow Coward. Coward. this is the wine talking. <laughs> I was, I'm sorry, Derek. I didn't mean to do that. <laughs> but I've been drinking for the last, what, six hours. (laughs) But, um, yeah, no, he, I did a podcast for him, and I posted there and became, you know, first episode was like 400 downloads, roughly. So, uh, (laughs) (laughs) it's... Yeah, it, he he shocked at the amount of people I could actually get to listen to. And, and to be honest, if you want to listen to anything about um, indie comics, random sort of indie comics that people might have an interest with, definitely listen to the refeed, which is at uh, the refeed dot com, if I remember correctly. <laughs>
0: Just Google it. <laughs> yes, just
2: just Google Derek Carrot the R re- feed and you'll be right to go. <laughs> um yes. As I said, it's eleven it's midnight almost midnight and I've been drinking. <laughs>
0: And, yeah, and you must be loving
2: this, Amber. That's the I thing. I'm totally
0: loving this. I love being the sober person. I've been,
2: I, How many times have I been on the side where I've been the person who's got up at four o'clock in the morning and yes. said, help nope you out?
0: <laughs> totally. It's been, it's so, yeah, I know. I know it leans it's, heavily in my favor. This is what,
2: the second time that I've done this and we're recording it. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. And it's, uh, you know, it's, well, we're recording it on a Sunday, and I, like I said, I came out of hibernation to start, to start sewing again yesterday, so I'm like, like, oh, at some point I really need to like, get off Skype and get back into my studio over there and start <laughs> testing, pinning fabric and stuff. I don't know. I have no motivation for it right now because I'm enjoying this. And
2: as, as we said earlier that no one would have heard, that the only costume I could pull off is um, Kevin Massey, because beard, long hair. I've, and you have the shirt. I've got the shirt. I've got two of the shirt. I'm gonna order a third one probably soon, so it's a newer version.
0: Well, did it, well. I, I suppose somebody might have said you could do Silent Bob. I've seen a few guys do that. Oh,
2: I can do Silent Bob with no problem. I've seen. Uh, actually, we we went and saw um, Kevin um, Kevin Smith and Jason Mewes get old. Or was it um, Silent Bob and uh, Jay, uh, Jay get old? Uh, their actual show. Oh, okay. Uh, they came out here to Australia. That was awesome.
0: Oh, <laughs> well, that's good. So. Yeah, because they're well, they're from New Jersey here, where I where I'm from. So there's, um, it's a it's a shame because people just assume that that's what the comics book people are all like, and that we're all like, and it's like, no, not really.
2: If you if you bother to actually look up. In the history of cryptographic, which I've kept live today, we actually had an interview with um, of oh, what was his name? Who most people would know from um, a TV show, Walt Flan- Flanagan.
0: Oh, Walt Flanagan, yeah,
2: yeah. Uh, we had an interview with him with his actual um, his zombie. Uh, zombie Nazis comic, I can't remember. <laughs>
0: this, this is
2: what happens when Amber gets me drunk. <laughs> yeah, it's
0: all my fault. I you. it's your birthday. You're allowed. to. I'm old. But that's you know. But there's it's it's one of those things where because they have such a presence here, um, those guys they 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 sort of act like comic book royalty because in a way they are, and whatever they've earned their way, but. They're kind of douchey to people, and it's not cool. So, um, you know, it's it's that comic shop mentality, that, that that sort of guy from The Simpsons crap. You know, it's like, no, just, you know, you're not helping your, at all by being that way. And whatever, they have their very loyal fan base, so... I guess some people like that. But there's stand-up comedians that I don't understand either. I'm like, you're an asshole. Why are you popular?
2: <laughs> I was a – I wanted to walk Walt Flanagan through Clerks. I grew up with Clerks. You know, I grew up with um, – well,
0: Clerks was great. Dogma was great. To be honest,
2: I've watched all the movies. I've got all the movies. I've got the DVD. And the DVD for the Clerks animated was never released in Australia. I have a copy.
0: <laughs> oh, interesting. And Well, I, they ran them out of order, so it made no sense. They ran the show out. It was yeah, really weird. And
2: that's what killed the show. To be honest, how many shows did that kill? It? Let's, let's talk fly, Firefly.
0: <laughs> yeah. And
2: I needed to stop drinking because I can't actually say Firefly. <laughs> You're loving it, aren't you?
0: (laughs) I am. I am. And the fact that your wife is like totally passed out and has it's like
2: she's asleep in bed. I've got to go to work at eleven o'clock tomorrow. I'm fine.
0: (laughs) Darling, and yeah, you you get hungover because at at this age, hangovers blow. I gotta tell you.
2: To be honest, I don't generally do because I stay up long. I, I've learned. That I need to stay up long enough till I'm not hungover. Or I'm not drunk. Yeah. Okay. So on episode fourteen of Cryptographic, which you can find at LordShapers dot com slash Cryptographic, you can actually hear our interview with Walt Flanagan, where I actually tried not to mention Kevin Smith for the whole time.
0: <laughs> That's amazing. Well done. But see, I've, talk- I've talked. I managed to
2: do it. We talked about his comic, which at the time was before he did the Batman stuff. This is going so uh-huh. far back. Um, let me see. We talked about Zodiac actually at the time, which came out on DVD. We talked about uh, Living corpse, the Living Corpse finally coming out. And, um, Sunscape, which if you haven't read the Living Corpse, I have to mention them now. You have to read their stuff. You have to watch their DVD, which I can't watch because I have a Blu-ray copy, which isn't for my region.
0: Oh no! Uh, this is we'll have to we we'll have uh, to remedy that. I yeah, Buzz was, and Ken. No, that's best, are, Buzz
2: know. and Ken are my best friends friends in the world. Honestly, I have yeah. Even though I couldn't actually make it on an interview with them, I they sent me stuff. (laughs) And if you have a look in their um, comic, if you see any of the living Corps, be it the the trade paperback or the living corpse exhumed, which was the news one-off, I was one of the characters, or I was half of one of the characters, which was um, the cryptograph, which we had Brian Mattis, which... Currently, he isn't online, so I can't get him on. <laughs>
0: that would have been funny if we could have Brian on at the same time. but
2: Who's a, To be honest, he has gone to... Cryptographic fell apart because I changed jobs and I couldn't get Mondays off. That's literally what happened there. Um, I'm in another country to Brian. He has become a top-notch photographer and has some fata- uh, fantastic stuff up on there. But You
0: know, things change and move on, and shows change, and they stop, and that's just what happens.
2: And going back to on topic, um, Walt Flanagan did his War of the Undead comic at that time. So this is before he did the Batman stuff with Kevin. So he was the artist on War of the Undead, so you've got to check that out.
0: Yeah, I mean, I don't know if I would, but
2: um, I'm sure that's the least one person.
0: Yeah, people <laughs> listening do that, but but definitely, I'm I'm also like good friends with the Living Corpse guys. Yeah. I I always recommend them, and Ken is banging it out on variant covers for Six Million Dollar Man. Holy shit! I don't know if you've been following that. He's doing like these cutie covers for Dynamite with these, like, little cartoony versions of stuff. you did, like, Little Red Sonja, and, and, oh, my God, they are amazing. Because if you like stuff like that sort of Art Balthazar style and Franco style of, like, uh, Tiny Titans, Ken Hazer's been cranking that stuff out over at Dynamite, and it's just fantastic.
2: And if you're so, after a tattoo, you can always go see Buzz. And... Go
0: see Buzz for <laughs> tattoo, definitely. If you're, if you're in the Delaware area. I have Delaware area.
2: All, um, locked into him. And yeah. I've been going to the last, um, the current tattooist for the last five years, and I have a spot that he can't touch.
0: <laughs> Saving it for Buzz? Yes. That's cool. That's and, cool. And,
2: and, and uh, it's a living corpse tattoo cop, um, tattoo. So we can, he's already designed it, he designed it years ago. So I will eventually have a, um, cryptographic tattoo on me.
0: Cool. <laughs> and um, Blair Smith has been doing their colors and if you look at like Blair's own gallery of uh, his portfolio, he does the most intricate, amazing stuff. His, the details on his stuff are just unbelievable. And those guys, they always have like the best table at a show because it's the most relaxed. Like some some artists you go up to and they're tired. Everybody's tired and it's a long jig and it doesn't matter to those guys. They are just always always pleasant and awesome to deal with. Yep. Um, so if you can get them to Australia, seriously, whatever show organizers I you need to do, want, get them there.
2: I so want to. I've sat there waiting for um, a couple of the guys who did some Star Wars comics, and I stood in front of them. as I was the front of the line, and they would not even acknowledge of my existence, so I walked off. You know, there's Yeah
0: I there's there's a
2: tolerance to people. Like uh, Ben Temple Smith is one of the nicest people I ever knowed. Don't ever ask him what a um, strawberry shortcake is.
0: <laughs> <laughs> a strawberry shortcake?
2: Oh you don't want to know.
0: <laughs> I'm okay he's one
2: of the dirtiest people you ever know. Okay. But then again, he's from Australia, so what can you expect? (laughs) But um, no, there's people that I've dealt with for many years. And and to be honest, these days, I just go to conventions to actually meet people and to actually see the guys I know. Yeah, that's what cons are
0: great for.
2: Um, So I get my yearly... You know, congression with uh, Stuart McKinney, who most of you might know from Star Wars comics, the prequel comics. Uh, he did a lot of Tiny Titan stuff. Or did he do? Teen Titan stuff. He, uh,
0: I, I don't know what it was like books he's worked on because I, I'm such a big fan of the pinups he does. Yeah. That are the the likenesses are unbelievable.
2: And I think you knew him because I told him to sort you out. (laughs)
0: Yeah, you told – it was so awesome. It was like somebody was sent on a mission. So it's like Stuart – I I wasn't anywhere in particular. Like he ran into me on the con floor of New York. But
2: he knew of you. Yeah, I mean – Stuart knew of you.
0: Yeah, because Stuart's a huge cosplay fan, which is so great. Actually,
2: let's go back into time here again. And he actually gave me a print to send to you.
0: Uh huh. The the Wonder Woman press.
2: Yes. <laughs> yep. So literally, he signed it to Amber here, and I actually packed it up and shipped it off. And it took probably about seven or eight weeks or nine weeks, as it usually does, shipping the UK for uh, to the US for some reason. UK. Yeah, I
0: don't know. <laughs> probably. Sorry. We have almost no that. postal service anymore here. That's why.
2: But, um, yeah, I shipped it off to you, and I said that you were after one, and um, he he knew of you through um, you and – what's the name? He knew
0: Jill. Jill. Yes.
2: He knew of you through Jill. And then he got to meet you through – when he came over to San Diego?
0: No, it was New York. New
2: York. Okay.
0: Yeah.
2: And if anyone is going to follow on Twitter, I am going to – find the image and post it (laughs) because I've kept it because I got sent an image saying and this is the nicest person that I ever got sent yeah
0: well Stuart was so great and he's always smiling and um he's he's on Facebook and it's it's nice to see uh, because I know cosplay can be really have it's pitfalls and there's annoyances at times like if you're in the way going down aisles and you're blocking people with photographers and stuff I know there are pitfalls that that piss people off but when there are creators that really love the craft of what we do Stewart is one of those guys you know he's like George Perez you know like they, they appreciate the effort that goes into the cosplay No, that so, means digging and
2: digging and digging for the Oh, no, I, I don't need to dig. I have a very minimal um, inbox, and one of them is an email from 2011 saying, need to write recaps. <laughs> <laughs> I have it all. If anything's important, I need to keep it. <laughs> so this was when you were actually cosplaying as... Um, it was a uh, red oh,
0: lantern. Oh, I, uh, I did a red lantern thing. That's right. We dressed up. We did like really elegant. Did a,
2: um elegant fancy version. Uh, red lantern. red yeah. lantern. Sorry, you all. Yeah. You so red. we
0: were all different color. Yeah, we were all different color lanterns. That was a good year. That was when that was it's when my back broke.
2: So not too long ago.
0: Yeah, that was the year that my my back went out. Yeah.
2: When I wasn't. I, I was
0: probably really <laughs> high on painkillers in this picture.
2: be. Okay, I've kept it for three years. What do you have to say about that?
0: That's pretty awesome. I don't know. I'm sure my, G- my Gmail goes back to, like, 2009, so.
2: I can go back further than that. <laughs>
0: That's impressive. Let's, yeah. It's, wait,
2: a- my Gmail goes back to Outlook, and I keep it going back to further than that.
0: Ah. This, it's like a time capsule in your your inbox.
2: Well, I can tell you where to get actual Sith armor for if you want to make your own uh, <laughs> um, Star Wars armor suit. So hey.
0: And I didn't need that one because I, it wasn't for me, though. It was, I, was, I needed the, the female armor let, for a big, big bar to piece, yes. and so I went to one of the, the Star Wars guys for that.
2: Let me re- um, reiterate, oh, I've been drinking for the last six, seven hours.
0: It's been a long day for and you. And still
2: going. I forgot half a bottle ago. Okay.
0: We'll wrap up though. <laughs> and I will
2: send this to Stuart and tell him. Guess what we talked about you.
0: <laughs> did I hope he listens because he's so lovely.
2: Yeah. Now he's one of the nicest people I've ever seen. I've ever met. You know. I've met a few this, people coming out here.
0: I'll have to make sure that I that I post this picture of Stuart and I because that was when my hair was really awesome. My hair was like super long and I had the rogue stripe. I have the rogue stripe my now, but. It's always
2: hair... would been awesome. Come on.
0: Oh, thanks. Now nah, it's had. You know, my <laughs> hair's
2: been a rat's nest since, what, I was born. <laughs> it's, I
0: like, well, because I, I donated my hair, so it was really super short. And short hair only works if you're going to keep it short. But I didn't. And it was it was awful within like, you know, two months starting to grow out. So it's been like two years growing out now. So it's getting so finally I can braid it again. I can do things to it again. It's just taken yeah. taken a couple.
2: I'm getting to the point that I know my hair is getting to the point that it's going to start falling out. I've been That's growing it since I was twenty. Just gonna keep, <laughs> you're just going to keep.
0: You're just going to keep the ponytail. While
2: I'm going to have if someone actually. Okay, if it falls out enough, I'm going to admit it here. If there's an elder yak that's been pissing on the hair for so long, I'm going to grab it from its groin and sew it to my head.
0: There you go. You know, I think your wife should hold you down and just shave it all off. Embrace the bald. Yeah,
2: yeah, that will be assault with a deadly weapon.
0: Yeah, but at, at a certain time, at a certain time, man. Look, no one the else bulb.
2: wants to see what's under this mop. Oh, I don't want to see what's <laughs> under this mop.
0: <laughs> I've had
2: a a beard since, what, 92? (laughs) Oh, my goodness. I don't want to see what's under it. All
0: right. Well, Damien's darling, this has been so much fun. And thank you for being drunk with me. And we need
2: to do it more often. Okay. (laughs)
0: Um, but thank you for always helping and supporting you know the website and the podcast and you know it's it's great that we've expanded our networks of people by introducing each other around it's been fabulous that's what you should do that's well, what good friends do
2: i need the hits you've got the hits because you've got boobs
0: i we've established well, that my actually boobs
2: are we've boobs. gone down the path that i have boobs but no one wants to see them <laughs>
0: I do appreciate that that when somebody can can not mock my my old lady boobs, so
2: there's no problems good. with those.
0: That's good, and
2: it's so. a good thing my wife's is like. <laughs>
0: right, as you said, you put the black bar over when I'm on the screen. It's fine. Yes. Cool. All right, darling. So we'll, we'll
2: put the black bar over, but that's all right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you enjoy the rest of your birthday. It's, it's after midnight for you. It's, so it's after over.
2: midnight. It's quarter past midnight, so it's not my birthday, and I've got to get up for work, and yeah, I don't care.
0: <laughs> Aww. I thought you were taking the day off. I'm sorry.
2: Yeah, I thought of doing it, but I didn't. Know.
0: Thank you, everyone, for two great years of podcasting here at Vodka O'Clock. And don't forget, check out everything else that you need to know at Com, and, of course, follow me on Twitter at Elizabeth Amber. And, um, you know, if you have any feedback, suggestions, just drop me a line there. And, um, you know, I look forward to finishing out 2014 and hope it's a really great year of shows and guests. And we'll see what, uh, what's in store. Uh, we're just going to kind of play everything by ear. And, you know, I've, I've managed to get some incredible guests. And it's really been a joy. So thank you for listening. Cheers.